going to remind everyone to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for the email list. Very important. Uh, that's how we keep in touch with you. So, um, very important thing here. Let me see. I'm hearing my own self, but that's me. Okay, here we go. We're on. Yeah, I think yeah, I think we're feeding through to everyone out there. So um, go to HankStrange.com, sign up for the email list. We've got lots of links there. If you want to get your hands on the patches, you got to go to HankStrange.com. That's where you get it. Uh, if I can hold them up. Uh, very confusing to hold this. like a mirror effect. It's very confusing. Anyway, you can get these patches on the website. You can find out links to other things that we have going on. Um, uh, that's pretty much it, what I want to tell you guys. Lola throws up deals on there, etc. So go there. Let's see. I also want to thank uh, Harry's Holsters for, um, for sponsoring the show. Shout out to Harry's Holsters. Uh, uh, you, if you guys use the code HankStrange, you get 10% off at Harry's Holsters. So uh, thanks to them. Also, big shout out to Safety Harbor Firearms, Walter and everyone over there. We're not going to have a show tomorrow. Usually on Fridays we plug the Safety Harbor Firearms, but we won't be here tomorrow. It's chaos. It's chaos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much, Walter. Pretty it's much. chaos. Yeah. I'm going to be on my best behavior tonight. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know. That's not a good sign. All right, I'll so leave. listen. <laughs> Go ahead. What? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave a politics out, and we'll just talk about guns. Uh, we'll talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. Smash those thumbs-ups out there. Share this if you can. Okay, we've got Millsurp Mike, our guest here for the first time. Mike, we do jazz hands. There you go. Let's get those jazz hands going. All right. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on. This is episode 599 uh -oh. of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. That's right, 599. So uh, Monday, when we come back for Free For All Monday, it will be the 600th episode. 600th episode. Uh, my guest tonight is uh, Millsurp Mike uh, of YouTube. His channel is Millsurp Mike Channel on YouTube, if you guys want to check that out. Also, Walter Keller, Safety Harbor Firearms, here joining us. Uh, what's up, guys? How you guys doing? How's it going? Good, good, good. Okay. Yes, um, yes, we're here, and uh, we're we're ready to rock and roll. Uh, Mike, this is my first time meeting you, so I'm going to assume Lola has already put something on the board. Uh, you know, have Mike tell us who he is, how he started doing YouTube, what kind of stuff he's into. So, how about that, man? I'm sure you know. It's not too difficult. All right, I'm, but... I'm Middle Serp Mike. I started out uh, just doing Mill Serps. I kind of wanted, and then I kind of evolved a little bit. I kind of wanted to be a uh, kind of a Cliff Notes version of seeing Arsenal. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you wanted to find out about a uh, firearm, you could go on and, you know, watch a five to 15 minute video and learn about it. Um, it doesn't, I don't go in, you know, that much depth. I mean, I, plus I don't have time to make that. But I also do, uh, I'm also into modern firearms. I've, plenty of those videos up and i have i do get in the 2a issues a big fan of the goa mm -hmm. so i i got a link it i'm not sure you got a link to them too i got a link to them on my uh on my channel but i just i mean i enjoyed i basically enjoy uh i enjoy history i enjoy firearms and my youtube channel is kind of a an outlet to uh keep me from annoying you know friends family and co-workers okay <laughs> i was gonna say the wife are you married yes Oh, okay. Yes. That that's too bad because Kathleen Music Lover says uh, Mike is good looking. 
<laughs> Unless you're married to Kathleen Music Lover, I don't know. It's always possible. Yeah. I don't know. Unless my wife came up with the weird username on there, but uh, I don't. <laughs> no, no. I don't think she watches much of the gun stuff. So <laughs> right. Oh, okay. So I am showing your channel here. I'm gonna uh, recommend everyone go subscribe to the channel. We've subscribed as well, so you guys should go check it out. We're gonna be talking about it and probably several things that we that we get into here, since you know YouTube has these draconian Walter draconian laws where we can't show stuff. So uh, a lot of stuff that Mike and even Walter get into talking about here, you guys, you know, you can, you can go to YouTube. I'll try to throw things up there if I can, if there's a source for me to do it, but you can definitely go check out Milserp Mike channel on YouTube and you'll be able to see those things, most of them. All right, that sounds good. Uh, let's see what's going on here. Michael Avon says, big fan of Milserps. Uh, which is also Walter's into Walter's into it. Daniel God is my judge says at Millsurp Mike channel. He likes guns and loves old guns. So Daniel's an awesome dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and Kathleen Music Lover says she's way too old uh, to interest Mike, and he is married. So okay, there you go. There you go. Hey, you know, uh, listen. I would like to make a love connection here. That's on my <laughs> wish list. Of the uh, podcast, you know, we make a love connection, two people meet here on the podcast and uh, get married and everything, invite us to the wedding. Well, that would be nice. You know? Have little, have little, uh, little, little babies. Carbine, little babies. Yeah, yeah, little babies named Hank. You know, <laughs> so uh, We Run Guns says Mike has a great channel, been subbed for a while. And uh, let's see. And Night Train says, "Always remember that Google is owned by uh, is owned by uh, yeah. YouTube's owned by Google." Daniel, God is my judge, says, "Ah, oh, I'm not." So there you go. Uh, and Kathleen Music Lover says, "Sheesh, I just made a comment." Yeah, but you know, hey, uh, I think wasn't Kathleen Music Lover going at me the other day? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. So probably. Yeah, come up and come up and. That's that's what it, that's what it feels like. <laughs> that's what it feels like. So, um, okay, let's see. Now, obviously, Walter, you like yep. Milserp also. Yes, I do. Yes, and I had to uh, I had to make you not talk about Milserp before we got the show started. Yeah. So are you ready? You ready to jump in now? You want to talk about? Am questions? I allowed to ask questions now? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, 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 so. Let's see here. Okay, go so again into it. So, so, how long you been messing with this stuff? Me, I've, I've really only been collecting about ten years because uh, the current job that I got, I got that a little over a decade ago, which gave me enough disposable income to really get into it. Which actually, the last ten years is kind of a bad time to just be starting. You know, I kind of wish I was getting into it, you know, 20, 25 years ago, but oh well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, things have definitely changed in the uh, in the surplus gun world, um, especially the prices. <laughs> on, yeah, they on, definitely. On a lot of things, yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the first, uh, here, I'll throw in a question here. What was the first uh, Milserp gun that you got, Mike, and then we'll let Walter, since Walter was doing this since... Uh, 
like 1902 or something. We'll start. (laughs) What was your first gun, Mike? (laughs) Mine was, mine is pretty much the gateway drug for anybody who gets into mill serps, a, uh, you know, Mosin 9130. God, how'd I know that? I don't know. I, my uh, sister and brother-in-law had one. So I went to the gun show. I got two hex receiver ones uh, for a hundred dollars total. And I gave one to my dad and I kept one. So that was my, that was my first mill syrup was that Mosin 9130. The Mosin. Okay. Is that the same thing for you, Walter, or? No, no. I mean, I, okay. if you go back, if you go back in time further, the, uh, well, there was also Mosins then too, but a lot of people getting SKSs, you mm-hmm. know, when you, when you could get a used Chinese SKS for like $59, $79 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but very first SERP, see, I grew up with this military surplus stuff because my dad had it. Oh, so you're pulling up and, that I grew up with this card. And and he and he bought stuff back when yeah. Swedish Mausers were like 15 bucks and things like that, you know, and yeah. and you know, there was barrels of guns in the store, you know, and you just picked one out of the barrel and you, you know, and, uh <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, have you ever seen? Have you ever seen? No, that's no, I'm just laughing because. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm, just, yeah. I'm just. I'm just laughing. I hear about those stories, and I wish I. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, my dad tells a story about he used to go to the Salvation Army when they. We, my dad, we're from Rockford, Illinois originally, so they had a Salvation Army there, and at the Salvation Army there was all kinds of stuff, and there were drums or barrels or boxes full of M1 Garand bayonets, a dollar a piece. Wow. So he grabbed, he got like one or two, but you know who's, you know, a dollar was worth a lot worth worth a lot more than a Back dollar then. is now. Yeah. yeah. So and. and, and you know, what you what year was that? What year do we think that was? Oh, that's probably early '60s. So. Early '60s. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, a dollar but, was what like dinner back then. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, you'd probably get a gallon of milk and some and some butter for a buck, you know. I mean, okay, uh, all right, uh, yeah, yeah, not bad. Or not bad. a loaf of bread and some butter, or whatever. I mean, some mm-hmm. and some milk. But anyways, so yeah, he, he he's from a different era when it comes to military surplus stuff, mm-hmm. uh, where 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 bolt action rifles were everywhere and they were cheap and you know, and, um, but then he had that stuff around the house, so I always saw this stuff you know it, was, it wasn't a big deal i wasn't running around the neighborhood trying to shoot people or anything mm-hmm. like some of these <laughs> i just grew up with the stuff that and bugs bunny you know and elmer fudd mm-hmm. and and yeah. uh and um so then you know i always had an interest in that stuff and then um uh, eventually i got you know bought some things on my own ak hk 91 stuff like that mm-hmm. and sks's and and then I finally eventually got my dealer's license. The first time I got my dealer's license was when right after Bill Clinton got elected. So that was early, not early, yeah, early '90s, and um, that's when things were still fun until all the bans started kicking in. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's you know here let, we are. Let me get this up real quick. Jay Loafers gave us five bucks. He says uh, some old guns are cool and interesting. Yeah, I think uh, all of them are. You know, I mean. Yeah. There's a lot of guns There's out there. I'm trying to. I'm. Tr- I think you you go through phases in the in the in the gun world when you get into it. So, like maybe when you like so someone like myself, maybe I get in. I'm into the new sexy stuff or whatever. But as time goes on, you start to appreciate the older guns, and you know we all well, have different things I, that we look I, for. I I tend to just rotate. Like I I got into a revolver kick earlier this year. I mean I'm not talking old revolvers. I'm talking like. You know the mm-hmm. Smith and Wesson 686 and mm-hmm. Ruger GP100. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got for some reason I was in a revolver kick. But now mm-hmm. now I'm kind of in an AK kick. Mm-hmm. So that's why I've been doing a bunch of Russian videos to lead up to that because I'm going to do some you know different AK videos. But uh, yeah, I mean I I I go through I go through phases where I buy ARs and stuff. But uh, but you know I always go back to Milserps. You know mm-hmm. I usually have one or two of those kicks every year. Yeah. So the the thing that was making me laugh when Walter said you buy it in a barrel. So obviously I don't remember that, but I remember when we first came to live in America back in the 80s, you know, we didn't really have that much money when, you you know, first time immigrant. Like we were so poor, you know, those like we were so poor stories. We were so poor that my mom would get, she would go to like those, I guess today you call them like 99 cent stores. I'm trying to remember if that's what they were back then, but they would basically have these barrels of no name brand sneakers. (laughs) <laughs> you know just not t- nikes ikes yeah just tied together by the shoelaces yes <laughs> and she would get it out of a barrel so when you were like you know just those two thoughts in my brain that you know maybe 20 20 30 years before let, let's say 20 something years before that you could go somewhere and just get guns in a barrel so awesome man why are we not still living in that world um it's a there's a lot of things yeah. contributing to that, but yeah, yeah I mean, and, and you know, used to do things like at, at stores or sporting goods stores. Hey, you buy, you buy this rifle, you get a free mouse mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, grab it out of the barrel. You know, pick mm-hmm. one onto your thing. You know, all kinds of promotional stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, it, but I was going to say before, have you ever seen? I don't know if it's in New York City or which city it's in, but there's there's a place where they have a, a fence made out of Mosin Nagant barrel and barreled actions. So the whole hmm. fence, all the the standing part of the fence is all bows and the gaunt rifles. I'm trying to um, think. I forget, uh, I, I forget where that's at. Um, yeah, if someone out there knows where it is, let us know. We'll throw it up. Because that's how you know. At one point, you know, a bows and the gaunt, like after World War One, or, or or there were times when there was so much surplus and some of that stuff was just so nobody cared, so it was just scrap. You know, they made it into they could do a fence. You know? Yeah. By the way, I'm going to roll in some footage of me shooting a Mosin in the rain. This is old school footage here. And actually, this one belonged to my buddy, uh, Yak Yaz. And I know there's people who are going to think this is sacrilege, because I remember when we put up this video, there were a lot of mad people because we're shooting the Mosin in the rain. Uh, to which I would say, how do you, th- what do you think happened in the... For real. <laughs> in, the, in the olden days, when they We're actually... Shooting in the rain gets a lot of cool fireball shots, too. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. It does look good. You can steam off the barrel after you get done and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And then let's see. Appalachian Gunrunner said, My dad gave me an SKS in the mid-90s, and his friends who were mostly non-vets swore by them, and I believe that's where my love for SKSs and AK variants began. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of... I don't know how you like things, Daniel, but I, I, when I, if I, if Mike, I, my it's choice, Mike, 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 I'm, Mike, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I was thinking, Daniel. No. Um, when I get, uh, if, if, if I have my choice, if I was going to get a military surplus gun, mm-hmm. I like to have it like it was used, not like it's been all refurbished and made all pretty oh, yeah. and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. sporterizing is the devil's work. Well, not so much sporterizing, but just like arsenal reconditioned. You know, like a lot of Mosin and the Gaunts all come out all pretty and shiny and, um, versus say like you get an old Chinese one. Or you want Romanian. like the patina. You want the patina. Yeah, right? yeah. You want that. Mm-hmm. You want that. Yeah, yeah. no re-bluing. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. 
the uh, yeah the mistake I made because those first two Mosins that I told you about, right? Uh, gave that to my dad for Father's Day. I actually had my brother-in-law uh, refinish that, and I kind of regret that now. Yeah. That's before I really got into it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the I mean, way, that was a, that was an M1 Garand. Sorry, that was an M1 Garand. Oh, did you shot? Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. an M1 Garand there that I shot. I don't know. I, I mix up, I mix things up real real easy. Uh, I'm dyslexic. M- that's what that's. I'm gonna blame it on that. Right M1's now. a little higher up the I'm food sure. chain than a Mosin, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that so that so that one is sacrilege to shoot in the rain. No, it isn't. Oh, no, okay. it isn't. All right, just checking. <laughs> it's 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 metal and wood. It'll survive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What, um, so what are the, I mean, obviously I know you guys are going to get into your own thing here, but I'd like to know what's the, what's the coveted, what's the coveted Millsurp stuff? <laughs> oh man, if I ever got into NFA stuff, like if I had a bunch of money jumped in my lap and got mm-hmm. the NFA stuff, I mean, I, I want a Storm Gravare 44 at some point oh, before yeah. I die. I think you and, <laughs> and lots of people. But everybody else too. Uh-huh. Yeah. But. And those are, how many real ones of those are out there? There's I mean, quite a made, few. They've made a lot. So. Oh, okay. Really? Okay. But, but I mean, you're looking at $40,000 to get into the game. Hmm. Yeah, transferable, that is. Yeah. 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 So have you have you ever had a Sturmgewehr, Walter? No, but I do okay. have parts. But luckily, okay. look, unfortunately for you guys, I don't have them here. At the, they're at the shop, actually. Oh, okay. But so is that is that on your list also? Is that like you oh, you would agree yeah. that's a highly coveted? Uh... That's that's one of the top ones on my list. Yes. Okay. What what else is on your list? Well, uh, I, I well, it'd be nice to have a FG FG forty two. You know, I have the semi auto one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a real one, but that's you know a hundred probably one hundred twenty thousand bucks oh. for a transferable one. So those are more. Those are more than the Sturmgewehrs. Oh yeah, yeah. Because they didn't make as many. Oh, okay. All right. And not as many of them got brought back. Okay. Yeah, a lot harder. To, a lot harder to put one of those in a duffel bag. Okay. Well, it, it's not. Yeah, there just weren't as many of them on the battlefield. I don't think because that was a uh, that was supposed to be the uh, paratroopers' guns. So. Okay. Wait, that was the one because I think we did a video on this. They kind of developed that later in the war. Uh, uh, probably mid mid yeah mid war that started okay okay and there was all kinds of variants and it was never developed fully before the war ended so okay yeah go ahead mike I feel like you want to say something here i was just to say yeah the thing about the germans is uh they i mean yeah like you said they never really they didn't develop fully like it was kind of amazing the storm gravera 44 got out there you know that Mm-hmm. Kind of a Schmeiser's, uh, you know, I I don't know what the phrase I'm looking for, but you know, it's like his grand finale or whatever. But you know, the Germans, like even even in other like artillery and stuff, they just they kept inventing stuff, but they wouldn't just yeah. crank down and mass produce something, and that was to their detriment. Right. Yeah. So uh, uh, you look at maybe Swan Song. Schmeiser was the guy who developed that gun. What happened to him? Uh, I don't know if. No, I'm trying to think the linear. I don't know if Schmeiser himself was, or, or uh, I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not going to say yeah. something I, that's for sure. But yeah, I'm. I'm not 100. percent I mean, I figure. I think he's probably pretty old by the time World War II came around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I know he did have his fingers in it at least. But mm-hmm. yeah, okay. And who is that then? What uh, Schmeiser? Have this. you? He 
he's kind of the developer of the uh, first submachine gun, kind of okay. like in World War, like the end of World War One. There okay. was the MP18. Mm-hmm. That was him. Um, I haven't really done much research into him or oh. into the Germans oh, yeah. yet. I'm kind of in oh. a Russian phase. There okay. you go. Right. Yeah. Walter's got a book. Yeah, I bought this book when I was in England last last summer. Oh, okay. Um, this is a pretty good one. It's got lots of. I like pictures. It's got lots of color pictures, you know. So, oh, look at that! Look at on the back. Look at that. Open up the page, and there's a, there's an MP44 or something with a, mm-hmm. with an optic on it. I heard mm-hmm. recently that one of those optics sold for nineteen thousand dollars at auction, <laughs> just for just for the scope. Oh boy! So, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's rare. That's why. Yeah. So can you? Well, s- the, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. I said, well, and the reason that you know sometimes it's called an MP44 and mm-hmm. Then a Stormtrooper 44. I mean, the story on that was when they Hitler was dead set against an intermediate cartridge, and so to develop this rifle, you know, I guess he wouldn't really pay much attention. But they called it a machine pistol. Yeah. So you know, they thought they were developing another submachine gun, and he was actually pretty pissed when they came out with it. But you know, he said his bodyguard units pretty much uh, demonstrated the effectiveness of this, uh, you know, this new gun. Then that's when it became the Stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. But so yeah. but he he was kind of dead set against the uh, intermediate cartridge for a while. Yeah, and he didn't like he didn't like suppressors because he thought they weren't. Oh, how do you use what word do I want to use? Not not manly, but they weren't. Um, that they, <sighs> they took away some of the savagery. Or something it's, like? it's it's for people that sneak around, or you know. It's, okay. Uh, I don't I don't want the word underhanded because I I think he knew what underhanded was. Yeah, this was Hitler. <laughs> Yeah, Hitler didn't because they weren't like. Yeah. yeah, he didn't think he didn't think much of suppressors. Unfortunately for us. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And luckily, and luckily, like like Mike said, uh, the Germans had so many different guns under development, so many uh, secret projects, and so many. L- luckily for us, they didn't focus in, on the uh, MP44 earlier. Um, we would have had a hard time. Um, mm-hmm. Like like they, like they didn't focus on the jet aircraft early enough either. We would have had a really really hard time. Um, they did the same thing with armor. They had Tiger tanks and Panther tanks and super tanks and every other kind of um, you know a super super weapon project going on instead of focusing like like we did on on one or two or different. No, no parts interchangeability was a lot of the problem too. Yeah, yeah. That's well. That's with the, the FG FG forty two. There were so many little variants that were out in the field that they had problems with that too. Getting you know replacement parts because it was under development while it was being put out in the field. So, yeah. Okay. So if someone was looking at this and they don't have, they're not into Millsurp stuff. They're not even sure what it is. What? Where would you guys recommend that they start? Like, what should they? Right what? now. Right now, I mean, if depending on what price point you're willing to get into, but right now, the thing I'd say to buy right now are Swiss rifles because you can still get those for plus or minus five hundred bucks, and those are those are solely going to run out, and I think the value on those are going to shoot way up. They're very well made rifles, uh, like a K31 uh, in 2015 dollars cost eighteen hundred dollars each for them to produce. It's so well made. Mm-hmm. Uh, the K11. I mean, I think was even more than that. So, I mean, you can get Swiss rifles for well. We mentioned, we mentioned a 
did we mention it on air or off air? I don't know if you mentioned the website or not. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can if you uh, if there's a website you want to. Uh, well, no, talk about. just yeah. we we were talking about classic firearms. Oh, I mean, okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I like, think that was off Swiss, air. They have Swiss rifles on there that you like the was it the ninety six eleven you can get for four hundred and fifty dollars. I mean that's where I'd suggest that you get right now because those are some that's something that's going to go way up in the next five or ten years I believe. But, but um, you know, if you don't have that much money, you can still get Turk Mausers pretty cheap. You can get, uh, I mean, you can get Chinese uh, SKSs for three hundred and fifty bucks. Uh, you know, they're beat all to hell, but you can still get them for three hundred fifty bucks. You can get a, uh, um, you know, Mosins. I mean, if you look around, you can still get them for two hundred fifty bucks. But I mean, you still, you got to look pretty hard to get, you know, get it for that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you what do you say to that, Walt? No, he's on the on the on the Swiss the Smith and Rubin rifles. Um, those are pretty. I've had them. I have one, but it, that's a story. One of those. We bought one of those. I remember back in the day, my dad bought one like at Wolco, which is used to be a department store for you young guys that don't don't remember Wolco. And mm-hmm. I think he paid twenty five bucks for it, and uh, then we sporterized it. <laughs> so. And that thing would shoot the flea off a dog's ass. Mm-hmm. Um, that thing was a seriously accurate gun, um, um, without a doubt. I mean, but mm-hmm. uh, even those are super cool guns, just the way they work. Straight pull, straight pull action, built like a Swiss watch. Yeah, they're made in Switzerland. Look at mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and just and just well, well, cool, cool guns. And a little bonus in case you ever. If you take, you buy a Smith and Rubin rifle, and if you take the buttstock, the butt plate off the back, a tag. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, there's a tag in there of the name of the person who had it as a reservist. Okay. And so I've heard of people. Mine had the tag. Um, the one that I have does, and um, suppose I've heard of people actually contacting these people mm-hmm. over in Switzerland. So, how uh, like what's the what's the price of those usually? Those uh, on the higher end, or they're running for no, something now. They're, yeah, they're five hundred. They're five hundred plus or minus, basically. Okay. Like a K thirty one running at five hundred, you can get an. You still get an eighty six eleven, or I'm sorry, a ninety six eleven for four fifty. And that's a Swiss made gun, and it's coming in Milserp from from the Swiss, right? Yeah. Yeah. And some sometimes uh, they'll have like different stickers on them because after uh, you know after they were surplus or like the person who had it could buy them. A lot of them got used in shooting competitions, so a lot of them had different stickers on them. My K31 had a sticker on it, and I was wondering what shooting competition or whatever it is, and it ended up being one of the – it's a just a flag, one of the cantons, which is basically a Swiss state mm-hmm. on there. But, like, you know, the people who had them would put weird crap on them. And um, I don't know if you know this. One place I kind of keep an eye on is this Bull Moose Firearms and they had a few Smith Rubens, and one of them was totally painted pink. And I, I imagine it's probably actually done over in Switzerland. I, so, I mean, there was a lot of civilian use with them, also before they came over here. Oh, okay. So how is that happening? And so the so uh, people are just selling them in Switzerland, or what's the deal? Think, like, how are we getting those Milserp here from Switzerland? I mean, I think just the way the Swiss. I mean, you probably, Walt probably knows. They sell uh, them off to, they, they, see, people at companies like Century Arms and and um, Numerich Arms and these other um, arms uh, surplus type people, they have buyers out in, the, out in the world that are always looking for what's coming up. 
mm-hmm. uh, inner, inner ordinance because that's stuff that came in from Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it takes years to make the deal, but okay. they're always looking to make deals um, and bring stuff, import stuff. You know. Yeah. So well, what I was wondering is how are we seeing like ones that are being used by civilians over there winding up in the military surplus? Well, is that well um, after? Well, like the the Swiss reserve system, like basically everybody, every male I think is in reserve. Mm-hmm. And up until recently, I'm not sure what it is right now, but up until recently, you know, you kept your rifle in your closet or whatever. With oh, okay. Ammo but it belonged to, to the government. It wasn't like necessarily right. yours. But I, okay. I think once you were done, you could possibly buy your rifle. So mm-hmm. that's how, like a lot of them ended up in civilian hands over in Switzerland. So, oh, okay. Yeah, they were using shooting competitions and all that. So, I mean, you can, you find a lot of little personal touches added to them besides, you know, maybe the troop tag. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Let me try to get to a couple of comments here real quick. I mean, you guys can, you guys can feel free to jump into whatever you want to. I'll just mediate. Uh, Tony Lawrence says, I had a real German Luger in the early seventies and like a moron, I sold it. So. It happens. Yeah. What's a real German Luger these days? Well, depending on condition, they probably start about eight hundred bucks. Oh. Yeah, and, and the thing about Luger's, uh, they're real picky with ammo, and if you want to shoot them, they uh, best get numbers matching. So, yeah, I mean, if you get Don't a mismatch it, one, <laughs> if you get a, if you get a mismatch one, uh, you know, it could probably run about eight hundred bucks. If you get a, I think the lowest matching ones anymore around twelve to fifteen hundred. Maybe. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. I know Walter has like a ghettoized one. I, a friend of mine brought me over a, a Luger that was probably if somebody brought it back. Maybe, who knows? It's 1918 Luger, but it looks like it's ended up in the ghetto or someplace mm-hmm. and had duct tape, it had electrical tape wrapped around the grips for grips. Mm-hmm. Um, it was rusted on one side more than the other, so that means it was sitting someplace. Where it was damp on one side, mm-hmm. it was all red and rusty. So basically, but the bore was good. So I just basically parkerized it, um, replaced all the parts that were missing, and um, it shoots good. Yeah, it, wasn't my uh, wasn't my son shooting that the other day? Yeah, so. it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the ghetto luger runs good, man. It eats all. It eats anything yeah. to stick in Let it. Let me see so. if I have. I never threw that video up. I, I probably have it on my phone. Or it's on someone's phone somewhere in the ether yeah. out there. Uh, Daniel, God is my judge, says, uh, would a M1 carbine Rocola be a good gun to have? Yes. If you can, if you can afford it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I have. It's not totally matching. I do have one. I have a Rocola with a, uh, I, mean, I think it has a different barrel on it. But yeah, Rocola M1s are pretty desirable. Okay, yeah. what are they going for? What's the, uh, what kind of prices are we getting on those out there? M1 carbines are $1,000 up, basically. Uh, you know, uh, like I think Inland, Inland I think was the, that's General Motors pretty much. That was probably the most made one. A Rockola was a jukebox company, and those are pretty well made. So, um, like I said, you just got to kind of, just kind of kind of know what to look for i mean but m1 carbine is pretty much a thousand dollars up you know that's that's what i've been seeing anyway okay yeah you gotta you gotta um 
and and stay away from the commercial ones if you don't know what you're looking at, because a lot of the commercial ones that were made by various companies are, are the essence of of uh, P, the abbreviation POS. <laughs> so I mean, they are some are really bad and some of them are acceptable, but some are really bad. So mm -hmm. if you don't know what yeah. you're looking at, don't get don't get schnookered into the thousand dollar aftermarket uh, M1 Garand because. They're not worth yeah. it. So yeah, I mean, I'm on carbine. Excuse me. I'm on carbine. Okay. By the way, let me let me throw this footage up here for you guys real quick. Uh, let me see. I think this is gonna probably go into slow mo here. But there's there's uh, my son right there shooting the Luger. So he just kicked into slow mo mode. Pull the trigger, kick, bam! There you go. Boom. Yeah. You guys <laughs> think my hair? You guys think my hair is crazy? Uh, my. Uh, my progenies have even crazier hair than I do. I think that that one runs in the family. So there you go. That's him shooting what Walter calls the ghetto Luger. The ghetto Luger. Um, Girth Brooks says Walter's got like three Lugers within arm's reach. He's got too many stuff. He needs to. He's gonna have to move out of that office to do this. Because there's too much temptation to, to grab stuff in that. No, I'm like everywhere I look, there's something. <laughs> I just saw that look on his face. I was like, oh please, don't, don't do it right now. Nothing within arm's reach to. <laughs> I know, I know about that rule that YouTube has. Yeah, but we're we're talking hey. about Walter here. Walter is. Uh, All right. Oh, this is only a wooden stock. This is only a wooden okay, stock. Right. The metal. Remember that when I pulled out this stock and they and yes. they turned off the. Yeah. They turned off the channel. Yeah, this is a wooden stock for you YouTube minders, see? Yeah. Peekaboo! There um, you go. It's not a thing. <laughs> it's not a thing. Um, but yeah, so let's see. Uh, uh, let me see. Do I have any other questions? Someone's, uh, someone else had a um, uh, shout out to uh, CRU Royalty Foundation. There you go. Shout out. Uh, CRU. Uh, I think it's Ray... Royalty, royalty. I guess I just read royalty. Shout out to those guys. Uh, thanks for coming in here. I see Florida Guns out there as well. Uh, Florida Guns says Tokarevs are two twenty right now. Tokarevs. Um, yeah, those. Yeah, those are. That's that'd be something good to buy too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially if you can get a Romanian or Polish one. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I've got those goofy safeties added to them. Yeah. Um, which okay. I back in the day when they sold Chinese ones, um, mm -hmm. I get um, as a matter of fact, I think it was classic firearms. They would sell ones that weren't working. There were gunsmith specials. I mean, Century Arms, maybe that's who it was. Mm -hmm. And they were missing parts and pieces. And back in those days, the Chinese added safety was more dangerous to have than not to have because mm -hmm. it would it would just flip, it would just flip on and off. So we I bought one of those guns and we basically welded up the took the safety out, welded the hole up and turned it back to where it should be without. It just has a half cock safety. It doesn't have a, an actual slide safety or anything like that. So, okay. Um, but yeah, that's a good shooting gun too. So. Yeah. And I I have the TT. I have two TT 33s. Uh, one, you know, was I think it was a bring back. Uh, doesn't even have any import mark on it. And then there's another one. Looked like somebody once had a safety in it. So I actually need to figure out how to make that work. Either put something in there or cover it up because it doesn't quite work properly and then i have one of those romanian ones so if i want to go shoot a toker off i'm gonna i'm gonna take that the romanian one out even though it has a safety it's you know the best shooting one it's been refurbished right, probably right. been used the least amount mm. 
Yeah, Eric yeah. Hammond says he picked up a Yugo with no safety. That's well, they, they brought some Yugos in with um, trigger safeties. So mm-hmm. the trigger safety kind of works like a Glock safety, where it, it just until you squeeze down on this little lever on this on the trigger, it um it, it doesn't go off. But what you can do is just replace the safety with a with a regular trigger, and you've got your non altered um, uh, torque rope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, let me get this question in. CRU says uh, I just got a used thirty out six. Uh, Woodstock waiting on uh, Nick's uh, NCIC. He says he always gets delayed. Um, and what's the first thing you guys would recommend for it? Who wants to? Who wants Scope. To <laughs> I mean, a Springfield? I mean, you got o- he said, o- Ru- Ruger, Ruger, uh, Ruger, Ruger. 30-06. Oh, decent scope. Oh. And you have a deer hunting rifle for life. Yeah. There you go. Mm. Scope. I guess it all depends what you want to, what you want to do. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. That and, and and a sling, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. that's not, I mean I, I don't, a sling, Walter. Really, going there with the if sling. you're going to tote it, if you're yeah. going to tote it. <laughs> I mean, For I, sure. I mean, when I when I deer hunt, I mean, I, I it's about a half mile walk from the truck to the stand mm-hmm. for me. So I mean, I you know, sling is nice on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always a good thing. And uh, let's see, Carcane, this is a little bit uh, off topic here, but we'll get to it. Carcane says, y'all hear about Oklahoma yet? Half of it's going back to the Indians. Um, I don't know if it's going back to the Indians. <laughs> it ain't going back to the Indians. I think there was, some, <laughs> there was a guy that got – so I don't have that news right in front of me, but I think the Supreme Court uh, made a decision. There was a guy I think that got convicted of rape or something like that. But, but claim that that territory where he did it in has nothing to do with the U.S., so he was tried under U.S. laws when it's not, and the Supreme Court agreed with that. So there you go. Oh, dear. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to think about that. I don't know if I want to live in that half of Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. you know, uh, but, uh, could go back like the old days where you just... No, well, don't on. say it. Don't say it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't really, I, other than I did see that headline and I read into it a little bit, I don't really know um, what's going on with that and, and the territory and what, tri- I forgot the name of the tribe, I think that that territory, I guess, is theirs or there's an old thing out there, so. I'm guessing there'll be some new casinos popping up. Yeah, new casinos uh. popping up over there, so, you know, um... Let's see what else. Uh, if there's any other things out there, okay. Let's get back to let's get back to the um, the uh, mil- military surplus stuff here. Um, yeah. What else do you guys think folks should know? Let me take a look at Mike's channel here. What's the What's um, like the been a really popular video on your channel, Mike? Well, uh, actually, sadly, this year the, fr- the most popular video that mm-hmm. uh, I mean. 20,000 views is good for me, but mm-hmm. uh, my my biggest video this year was the Glock 44 when I first got it, and I I think <laughs> okay. I kind of put a click I kind of put a clickbaity title on there. Oh really? The Glock 44 <laughs> did, did it did it blow up because oh. I mean I had I had a bunch of malfunctions with it, but this mm-hmm. is when uh you know when they first came out people were talking about crack slides and when I take it out I still you know examine it really well you know. Mm-hmm during and after because you know, I don't want to back slide but um you know basically I came up to the conclusion that it's a great training tool because 
you know, you clear a lot of malfunctions and you can do that quickly. Oh, but, uh, I see. But I mean, uh, this year, really, the only mill serps that I've done this year have been, uh, have I did the SVT. I did, I actually did a couple Mosin videos this year. Mm-hmm. So, but I kind of got into a, uh, I'm I kind of got some, into I'm a, running in some video of your Glock video, by the way. So, um, mm-hmm. but I, wanted to start with the Mosin video because I, I I think I'm ready to finally do an AK video but I know that I know that that's going to take longer so to tell mm-hmm. the story I've kind of started with the Russians with the the uh yeah you know, I finally did the Mosin videos this year I did mm-hmm. a Tokarov video here recently I probably have an SKS coming out this weekend the history of, you know kind of give Seminov side I kind of give Tokarov side in the Tokarov video so mm-hmm. but so which then, Mosin yeah. video did you want to take a look at? Uh, let's see. I, I see you got you got a bunch of them here. I had I just had two Mosin. I had two Mosins. I started out with the uh, basically the story of the three line, the eighteen ninety, the original eighteen ninety one, and then I kind of put uh, you know the ninety one thirty, the M forty four, the P sniper, and the and the the M thirty eight. I kind of put those all in one video, and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I'm done for Mosins for a while. I might eventually do something on fins, but right now I only have one fin Mosin. So, but those are a lot higher quality and you know different stories to it. Okay, I'm rolling this in. I I, I see your intros uh, get uh, pretty hilarious. Oh yeah, I, I'll let hey, the folks I usually go check out the intro skit before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll let I'll let you all go check out the channel and see that I skipped through it a little bit here but yeah this uh this looks like cool stuff on here how often do you put up videos on your channel um a lot of it depends if i can get a, go out and get shooting chat shooting footage i like to get them up on sunday night just because mm-hmm. it seems like it's the best time for me to drop them um i try to i try to do one once a week but it doesn't always follow that and like if i can't get out and get, go shooting sometimes there may be a like sometimes it happens in the winter quite a bit. There may be a month, but I mm-hmm. really try to get something out once a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, Len Holt says, by the way, on that um, on on what we were talking about with Oklahoma. Uh, let me see if I can get his uh, his thing up here. He says um, it became more about holding the U.S. government accountable uh, to prior treaties. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know. Supreme a, Court's a whole crazy yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah, and and and, and let's let's uh, okay. Never mind. Let's talk guns. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we can talk about whatever we want to. We can talk the, about whatever the we Indian, want. The Indian, the Indians violated just as many treaties as we did. So, um, mm-hmm. case closed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to me, the um, Supreme the Supreme Court is like I don't know. It's weird stuff going on. I saw that. Um, was it Roberts had some kind of head injury? I believe that. Oh yeah, yeah. Never heard about that injury. Did <laughs> uh, I think no, we didn't hear about injury. it until after. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah. So what happened? What would happen? Well, well, who's who's dead? Who's really dead in the Supreme Court? And you don't know yet. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I know he doesn't want to take up any two A cases. Well, I think well, I think that. Well, I was shocked that Kavanaugh was one of them that wanted to take up two A cases last time because mm-hmm. to me, I he's all to me he's almost the worst justice. Like I think. Trump will go down putting the best justice and the worst justice on mm-hmm. eventually. Because I like, 
I like Gorsuch because Gorsuch is kind of a constitutional originalist. Like he's he's good for all the amendments because even the liberal justices are good on the Fourth Amendment. Like I think Sotomayor, you know, she's garbage when it comes to the Second Amendment, but she's pretty good on Fourth Amendment cases and mm-hmm. trying to get rid of things like civil asset forfeiture without a uh, without conviction. Mm-hmm. But uh, and you know, I kind of like Gorsuch on that. Plus he's good on the Second Amendment. Kavanaugh, I think, is the worst of all worlds. I mean, the guy wrote parts of the Patriot Act, and, you know, he's, I don't know, just some of the conversations between him and Lindsey Graham while they were uh, trying to confirm him, that was kind of scary, where they were talking about where they could, uh, you know, not give an American his constitutional rights. I mean, that that that's a scary conversation between a US, sitting U.S. senator and somebody trying to be on the Supreme Court. Yeah. Uh, Len Holt says talk guns, so yes, we're sticking to guns Sorry. here. We're talking about no, yep, this is yep. good. We're talking about the two A Supreme Court. If we're talking about the two A, is is good. If we're going to talk about guns, by the way, everyone out there, smash the thumbs ups right now. We'd appreciate it, and we'll keep talking guns if you smash it. Okay. Um, I think you know what? It's always a weird process. The whole uh, confirmation process. Is weird and it's very difficult it's a to sham. tell. Yeah, it's very difficult to tell what they're gonna do. I mean, Roberts. I don't really think that guy's conservative, but that could be, you know. Uh, he, d- this, d- d- true or false? He's appointed all the FISA judges. Yeah. Correct. But yeah, but this see, is not see, how they made see, it out during the confirmation, though, see, right? See how that's all went, right? The FISA judges all <laughs> yeah. signed the illegal warrants. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, yeah. something weird going on here. So, why do we have to have? Why do we have to yeah. have secret courts? We shouldn't. Yeah, five needs need... to go away. Department yeah, of yeah. Homeland Security needs to go away. But... Uh, lots of stuff, man. The... ATF needs to go away. TSA, TSA, yeah. TSA. <laughs> TSA, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. TSA is yeah. part of the Homeland Security. I think yeah. just get rid of that whole, whole department. Yeah, whole Homeland Security thing should be gone. Yeah. Um, Anyways, yeah, you ever, yeah, you, yeah. Ever have, you, you ever own an East German mackerel? <laughs> I have my mackerel. I have a Russian mackerel, mm-hmm. but I have a Russian mackerel, and then the only other thing that's close is the Polish P sixty four. But a lot of times, that's people kind of say that's closer to that's the. That's not uh, a mackerel, though. That's just mackerel. That's closer to the Walther. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, but yeah. I, I have a Russian mackerel. Okay. Yeah, yeah. because I, back in the. Back in the day when the Walfers came down, the East German ones were everywhere, and then the Russians ones were everywhere, and um, then you go into all the other ones. I even, I even had a Chinese mackerel. They imported Chinese mackerels. I sold that. Um, um, and then you go, what, uh, a Bulgarian? Bulgarian guns are nice. Yes, um, Bulgarian high, are nice. High-quality guns. Um, but yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, the East German one's the best, though. That's I, my, my Russian... Uh, yeah, my Russian was a military one from 1983, so I'm like, it's actually weird to have a milsurf that's younger than me, so. <laughs> I'm going to, okay, so first of all, let me get this in. Tex I Can says, at Milsurf Mike Channel, good to see you here. Boom, there you go. Uh, good to good to have him here also. Um, let's see. I'm going to ask, uh, um, I'm going to ask this question right now. What kind of Milsurf bullpups do we have access to? Zero. That's travesty. That's a travesty no, that's, of justice. That's that's the that's, that's that's well. First thing you can thank your politicians because you you would have famosas here if you had. Yeah. If, if, if they yeah. weren't banned, the Israelis aren't going to 
you're not going to get anything out of Israel because current issue. Yeah, but this is not uh, a crazy that, question, right? It's not a crazy question. The, uh, They've, bull well, pups uh, have been around since the 50s. That's that same. Uh, not not as about, an issue rifle, though. I don't know if you <laughs> know about Ian McCollum's book, uh, The Shasta of the Famas, but I guess his same, the publisher, Head Stamp Publishing, that he came up with, they have somebody writing a book about, I think, British military bull pups. And I think they had them back into the 19th century, like the Thorny Brook, but I don't know much about those. Uh, and it'll be a year before that you know, book's ever in anybody's hands. I'm actually going to probably order that book. They had the, the EM-1 and the EM-2. Um, those were the, But once again, Hank, nobody adopted, no modern, no military adopted uh, bullpup except for the French. And that wasn't until uh, probably the late 70s. And this well, the, is why the world the, is suffering right now. This, this is, is why we have COVID-19 destroying COVID-19. the face of the planet. Um, COVID-19. Because they refuse to get... <laughs> uh, well, in the British, in the British L85, isn't that a bullpup? Yes, it is, but yeah, I guess we'll call it that, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah M. Ma says uh, Steyer Aug is the only one, I think... Oh, okay, that I'm may sorry. qualify for Curios and Relic. Not sure though. No, Curios and Relic has to be a hundred years, right? No, no, no it's no, a rolling no. sixty, isn't it? It's sixty. Something like that. Oh, I don't think is the Styrog that or, old. Or, or it has so. to be collectible, where the, like mm-hmm. say like the early Colt rifles and stuff. Some of those guns were on Curios and Relic's list, and they weren't. Oh, they ha- it can be you, a gun can be put on the list if. if well, I think uh, I think the. The uh, country can no longer. That, this is where I'm. I hear things in the curio and relic. Um, I think the country ha- can no longer exist. So, like, you know, a gun from the USSR, I think, can be put on there. That's why I have a Mackerel that's younger than me. Um, or, like, you know, something East German, you know, you get that because, you know, East Germany technically no longer exists. So, mm-hmm. I think that can be added. But, in general, it's a rolling 60 years, and then the antique is anything 1898 or older. The antique's the one where you can get, you know, you don't need a, any kind of FFL. You can just oh. have it sent directly to your home. Okay, so does that mean we can get anything that was at the USSR? Well, that Russia still exists, but I guess they changed. Changing the name's not technically... Yeah. Not every, not everything is on the CNR list. Not everything. No. Yeah. Um, so listen, there's only one reason why I brought up the bullpup thing. Just to segue you guys into what I saw on the firearms blog. Yes, Walter, I'm going to throw this up here. Yeah, here we go. Okay, so this is on the firearms blog. I sent this to Walter, and he thought this was the most beautiful thing he's seen all day. Lie, lie, lie. Belt-fed <laughs> belt, belt bullpup lever action rifle chambered in 44 Magnum. I think this is cool. Uh, think about this, man. Lever action bullpup, 44 Magnum. <laughs> Check this bad boy out. Uh, the title of this article probably sounds like clickbait, and the gun in the image above looks more like a sci-fi movie prop. However, this is a real functional firearm, and the title precisely describes what it is. A belt-fed, bullpup, lever-action rifle chambered in 44 Magnum. There's a lot of awesome in that. There's a lot of awesome in that. You, I know you agree, right, Millsert, Mike? You agree with me. <laughs> it's, it's a gun. I don't, you don't know. Have I, to. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know <laughs> okay, what. I actually don't know what to think. I, like part of me likes it, but part of me is 
appalled. Yeah. So it comes from a Ruger 96, 96.44, and I guess you take it apart, um, and then here's... Uh, it drops like th- th- this is go. This article is going through a whole bunch of things, I guess, on how you make this and how you put it together. I think this is awesome, but Walter is just not down. Here's the links. The and and the worst part about it, what they have a freaking Harris bipod on the front. <laughs> I mean, that is, is about uh, the that is about the fuddest bipod. The Harris bipod. Oh well, gosh. that's about the fuddiest bipod you can buy. This is cool. Okay, let's just find out from the people in the audience. You guys want gun stuff. I just gave you some gun stuff. Let me know. What do you think? Cool or not cool? Just put that in the put that in the chat. Cool or not cool? Part part of it. Part of it rings of the bullpup kit that you can get for the SKS, which is, (laughs) as Walter says, kind of the fuddiest (laughs) pud thing. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'd rather have that before this. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, Walter doesn't like this. Does not I, like this. Cool or not cool, guys? Tell us right now. Cool or not cool? And I, smash I the never really up. got that Mossberg tactical, you know, that Mossberg tactical lever action. I the, never really got that. <laughs> uh, Bullpup Unlimited. The, they, no, is that no, what just, the Mossberg yeah, just, They just take the they just take the regular lever action and throw a Picatinny rail in the front. Oh, and in uh, a, a collapsible stock in the back. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. No, I just think. Well, first of all, I think this is lever action because it's England, right? That's what I read. That's yeah, what I did so read. you know, it's a couple oh, sometimes of things. you got to work within the rules. They're, try, they're trying. They're trying. Come on now. What happens when that company goes out of business and you mm-hmm. can't get that link anymore? Yeah, I don't know. Um, and the CRU says uh, I'm a lefty. That would be an obstacle for me. So Texican says Hank no. Oh my God, you guys are. Uh, Len Holt <laughs> says is it integrally suppressed? All right, fine. <laughs> I would rather if you're going to go lever action, just take just take a regular lever action and thread the barrel on the end and put a, a can on the end. There you go. You're all tactical up. You're ready to go. Right, right, right. I think that's I, cool. I, I think know, that's I, cool. You know who sent me? You know who sent me that? You know who sent me that, Walter? Richard um, Hoffman. Richard Hoffman oh, from I, BWE. I was going to say Brandon Herrera sent it to you. Oh, no, no, not Brandon Herrera, no. (laughs) (laughs) If I send him something like that, he will stop talking to me. Well, I mean, if it's it's something to kind of get around rules in a country, I could see that. Because, I mean, that's how we have have AK shotguns, I think, is because in Russia to own a rifle, you have to own a smoothbore for five years. So I think that's how you got a – that's how we have the Vepers, you know, the Russian – so I mean, that could be you know something like that if that's if he's, yeah. that is made in England. Shooting gallery, any? He's on my side. He says I'm all about this. By the way, I am ashamed of you guys as gun guys. You're coming down on a on a belt fed. Sh- for shame, shame on you. You should hey, be. Don't go. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it just goes. Boom. Boom. Yeah. What are you trying to say? What does that mean? Are you trying to say that doesn't make any sense? I'm spoiled. Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, listen, you could crank that really fast, man. Come on. Come on now. Oh, it, it looks like a really fast design. That's well, now that well, that does like think if you could have a lever action with a detachable magazine because, I mean, most lever actions are uh, two magazines and the balance point changes with mm-hmm. every shot. So yeah. And uh, Led Holt says, is that the gun you're going to send me for the 600th show? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, 
And K- uh, Kentucky Guns and Radio says uh, Hank needs one of those new integrally suppressed 12 gauge shotguns. Oh, we saw th- I saw those. They're not sexy enough. Too... They're not. That's, those aren't sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Look, you, you've already got. You've still got your can, the Silencico can, right? Yep. Uh huh. For the 12 gauge, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that works pretty well. Yeah, we shot that on. Uh, what did we shot that on your keg 12? Keg 12. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a video we have up of that. I also shot that on some. Oh, I shot that on a KSG. Yeah. I'm trying to yeah. think what else. Uh, you know, I need to. I need to get that up on my Saiga, but you know, somebody's yeah. got. Someone's got well, to take care a, of business. It's work in progress. Work in progress. <laughs> uh, I need to get a suppressor. You don't have any <laughs> suppressors. I don't own any. Well, one I. Just moved across state lines a couple of years ago, so yeah. What state are like, you in again? Well, I lived in Kansas. And I just moved across. I lived like basically right on the border, so I just moved okay. to Missouri. Oh, Missouri. So actually, when I when I was getting a bunch of overtime a couple of years ago, I'm like, well, crap, I'm gonna be moving to moving to Missouri by the time that this paperwork will be coming in. And I don't know. I've just never really made it to buy it because one, I well, I think you guys talked about it a little bit last night. I caught a little bit of the show. I mean, part of it was is I thought that that bill would pass and it never did <laughs> <laughs> so i kind of held off in walter's then enjoying that one. Board, I, I knew i was gonna i knew i was gonna move so mm-hmm. i'd have to go through a bunch more uh you know paperwork and stuff just because i was moving across the state line so mm-hmm. you know now maybe i should look into getting one but uh no i don't own any suppressors yet yeah and by the way he's talking about last night we had on um we had on knox and Owen from the American Suppressor Association. They were cool. They came on. They answered a lot of questions. We talked about a lot of stuff, including the uh, Herring uh, National, the Herring Protection Act. Um, you know, uh, a lot of things happened there. Um, I was trying to, because to me, in my mind, that thing, the whole idea of that, I think it's good what they were doing, and I, I supported that. I wanted to see that happen, but I think a lot of people got that twisted. And then stopped buying things, and uh, conversely, the market fell apart, and a lot of companies uh, laid off people and all that. But those guys were saying that they were still selling cans, still selling cans. So uh, I don't know. I think there was a period there where they weren't, where nothing was getting sold. But you know, those guys, I guess, would know better than than me. Although I just remember living through those times, and people stopped. Like what you just said, everyone's like, "Oh, I'm not going to buy anything right now. It's going to come off the NFA." Well, and usually I had some Millsurp too. I'm like, oh, I'm going to put my money into this instead. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I, I, I need to look into getting one because I mean, I have, I have a couple nine millimeters of threaded barrels and a couple, I, I actually have that Colt uh, M45A1, so I'd like to get something for that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many, um, how much Millsurp stuff can you, well, I guess you could thread anything, right? Well, I mean, yeah, but it's a, you don't, you don't thread a, a K98 Mauser that's worth money. It just don't. Yeah. That's, not, that's that's just no, no. Did but I, I got plenty of modern guns too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. I know that. Um. What was that gun that I saw? That uh, Iraq veteran. Was that a Mosin? There was like this gun that Iraq veteran. I think he oh. chopped it down, painted it green, put a can on it. Uh, okay, wasn't that a Mosin? Well, I, I, I think I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I, I think it was a Mosin. Mm-hmm. 
you got to remember. You got to remember that I have a gun that I've cut the barrel down the Mosin. I cut the barrel down the 13, added a break, mm -hmm. welded it on. It's mm -hmm. legal link. That was a $49 gun when I did that. Mm -hmm. That was a $49 <laughs> Romanian surplus right. POS. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, right, it right. looked it had no finish or anything on it. And they were everywhere, so it wasn't a big deal. Right, because I think Eric's thing was called the ugly. Wasn't it called the ugly Mosin or something like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something um, like did that. He, uh, I remember I mean, shooting. To, I remember shooting that gun. Did he try to do an Alberts, Alberts with it? Because I think like Brandon Herrera. I don't. He didn't put a can on it, but like Brandon Herrera just did an Alberts Mosin too. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. you know, like yeah. I see the folks know, during, out there are saying that it was a Mosin. Uh, M. Moss says it was a Mosin. James Miller says, uh, yes, Hank, it was a Mosin. Appalachian Gunrunner says, ugly Mosin, he calls it. Okay, yeah, ugly Mosin. Yeah. I, 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 took a, I took a Turkish Mauser and did the same thing. Mm -hmm. I cut it, and it was a fugly gun to start with. Mm -hmm. And I cut it down to uh, just enough, welded a brake on, made it legal length. Mm -hmm. That thing's sweet to shoot. The Mosins, when you fire the Mosin with that little barrel and the muzzle brake, it goes, you go, did the gun go off? Boom! Because mm -hmm. there's no recoil. Mm -hmm. There's a hell of a fireball, but there's, there's hardly any recoil because the barrel's so short. Yeah, so you're saying but, we uh, can't chop up like a, a Sturmgewehr? Well, you can chop off whatever the hell you want if you can afford it. <laughs> I'm not going to stop you. But, uh, yeah, just be prepared for some uh, yeah. blowback from... <laughs> people get mad over well, everything, so Yeah, whatever. yeah, people get, they, they get, they get all bent yeah. out of shape if you look at them wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people get mad about everything. They get mad about everything. But, I remember I did a video I mean, and we crushed a Mazda RX-7 in the video. Oh, I would have done the same thing, would you? <laughs> well, it wasn't my choice. First of all, look, I like I, a, I like a Mazda RX-7, right? I'm not, well, I'm not I, rocking I, I, it. I, I just see that body. I see it. you can build something with that body. You know what I'm saying? Though? Yeah, yeah. Well, but, he, it, but it was their choice to crush that car when I was doing it. Well, Whatever a, car he, they crushed, he, some people would be mad. Well, you're he's in a, a Fort Scott. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're in a Fort Scott Munitions. Were you there when? Were you one of one of the vehicles they blew up? Um, the was vehicle. You, yeah, the vehicle that that I blew up uh, with the Tannerite, I think, was a Toyota. It was some kind of Toyota truck. Okay. I have to go back and look. I believe it was a Toyota. It was like a pickup uh, pickup truck. So. so I actually went to I went to high school in uh, Fort Scott. So, mm -hmm. yeah. The funny thing about that it was a few years ago. My my sister told me that there's an ammo company starting up in Fort Scott. So I'm picturing mm -hmm. some guy in his garage with a Dillon press, mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, this is a full blown. <laughs> yeah. No. Full -blown so ammo yeah, truck. that place is um that place is really nice. It's really big. They've got like one of the old brick buildings over there. I'm not sure what it used to be, but it's a massive it used to be a building. Cement, used to be a cement plant, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, they've got a gun store in there, all kinds of stuff. They won't let me Giant see... Giant alligator. What, yeah, they got a massive alligator that they caught here in Florida, but they wouldn't let me see them making the actual ammunition, but that place is really... It's huge. It's huge. really big. Very big. But, um, yeah, I, I think it was... I liked it out there, man. It was nice. Everyone out there was really nice to me. You know, even when we blew up the Tannerite and set the whole town off, you know, they were still yeah, nice. I, I went out. I, I went out to dinner. I put some Facebook like, "What happened?" <laughs> yeah, I saw. It was all over their Facebook. The town Facebook was like, "There's some guy, Hank Strange, here blowing, blowing up Tannerite." <laughs> so yeah, that was cool. Um, uh, what is this? 
Yes, Lola just sent me the link actually to that video. Let's see if we could pull that up and show it. Uh, it was, it's probably a longer video here. Let me see. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll try to pull it up and find what's the part of it to show. So, um, Lola says a question that she wants to know do's and don'ts when it comes to, uh, to Millsurp guns. I'm guessing a don't is don't chop it up unless it's just really cheap. That's what you guys are trying to say. Don't chop right it now, up. Right now they're set. I mean, they're a diminishing supply that, um, I mean, really, when people buy sporterized Millsurps, they try to actually put them back into military configuration. Uh, yeah, you don't want to chop them up, re-blow them. I mean, I mean, if it's actually, unless it's like absolute garbage and you're like making it usable again, but uh, yeah, you try to keep it as original as possible because you know Millsurps are diminishing supply. You know, thanks to basically thanks to the 68 GCA. I mean, you can't have you know, when everything started getting select fire and full auto, um, you know, you, there's no millsurps being put out there anymore. So, you know, you try to just keep them since it's history. I mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you feel about that on that one, Walter? Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend 450 or $500 on some surplus rifle and then chop the barrel off. Um, like I said before, when I did those that I did, they were, they were dirt cheap. Dime a so. dozen, yeah. Well, and yeah, also, and, mm -hmm. go ahead. Also, like a lot, a lot of sporter, like a lot of them that were sporterized way back when. Um, yeah, I mean, were done by the guys who actually fought in the war, so I have no problem with that because I mean, they, you know, they were just trying to make it oh. look like a civilian rifle to go hunting with, or you know, they're kind of sick of the war, sick of military stuff. So I mean, I have no problem with the guys who actually you know fought with that type of rifle doing it, but like. Now, if you buy one and sporterize it, yeah, that's the devil's work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we got to remember when those guys bought those guns, they were in a barrel for ten or fifteen dollars. Yeah. So, and and a brand new and a brand new Remington was maybe forty five, fifty dollars. So, if you wanted to go hunting, you bought yourself a military surplus gun and you threw some, threw some, you cut the barrel off or you sporterize the stock and you put a scope on it, and boom, you were hunting. So well, like, well, it's something that some some guys like to do. Like, you know, they bring home an Arasaka, because I mean, you know, a bunch of guys would bring home an Arasaka from, <coughs> excuse me, that were on the uh, you know Pacific Theater, and yeah. you know, some guys would like chamber them in something like two fifty seven Roberts, and right. you know, that's a that's a damn good hunting rifle. You know, you do that. So, you know, back in the old days, or not old days, at one point they did a test where they tested. Mausers, Arasakas, uh, and all the military surplus bolt actions. And they found out that the Arasaka action was one of the strongest actions yep. around, even even stronger than the Mauser action. So yep. um, e even though they're kind of fugly looking, depending on when you get your Arasaka, and I kind of like the late war stuff because I like things that you can tell was in a panic where they use they use staples to nail the stock together. And, they you know, they just you can tell that it was last ditch. Um, yeah, which is cool. I think Nailed I have three or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think I have. I don't have a last last ditch gun, but I do have. I think I have three Arasakas, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. I, when I see somebody, I'd, I do military vehicles too, also, Mike. So sometimes at the military vehicle rallies, guys will show up with military surplus guns, and you know, oh, what do you want for the Jap gun? Uh, how about two hundred bucks? I'm in. Boom. <laughs> um, you know, so you end up with them after a while because the Japanese rifles 
collectability has picked up, but it, it's nothing like a Mauser 98 or, or or stuff like that because people don't know what it is for the most part. Well, a lot I, of people don't. Well, air sockets have, I mean, when I first got into it, you can get an air socket for under 200 bucks, you know, even 10 years ago, but now it seems like they're three or 400 or even $500 now, especially yeah. if they have an unmolested mum on them. Yeah, or they have the air, anti-aircraft sight on it or, yeah, somebody has the, the The monopod. Right, 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 which is hard to find, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah no, I, I, I used to have some, uh, I had I had a couple of them. I don't have them anymore, unfortunately. A couple of... Uh, While you guys are kicking it here, I'm going to actually roll in this video of uh, of me shooting uh, from in uh, Fort Scott. I just found that video. So I'm just going to roll that in uh, real quick here. I don't know if you got a chance to see this video, Mike, but this is pretty... <laughs> Pretty brilliant and awesome of me just to show you how far out. Um, I forgot what was it like. It was over six hundred yards, I guess. I'm trying to remember exactly how far it was. I I probably put it somewhere here in the video. There's the pickup truck. No, no I don't think that is that a Toyota. I don't know. So uh, check it out. Here we go. These guys are wondering if I'm going to hit it in one shot right now. This is all the Fort Scott guys. I don't know if you know any of these. Uh, dudes in here if you can uh, even see this so uh here's me telling them i'm gonna do this the first shot don't worry about it no actually no not actually not let me see I'll, i could probably scrub this forward a little bit just so you guys could see how many uh, pounds do they have was it like 200 pounds of tannerite um i think it was at least like i'm gonna say 130 150 you know, and I'm shooting six five Creedmoor. Because um, I mean, I, I've shot I've shot two pounds from seventy five yards away, and I feel the shockwave from that. So I can't imagine with that much chance. Oh, it was a real me. yeah. I'm trying to see. Let's see here. I'm gonna skip forward a little bit to. Okay, here it goes. I found it. Okay, here we go. This is where it's gonna happen right here. So looks like it's a Ruger. Here we go. Got the bro GoPro on. Settling in. Doing deep breaths right now. Actually, I really enjoy shooting from long distance. Uh, it's fun. Let's see. Here we go. This is going to be... You're going to get to see my reaction here. Come on. Pull the trigger. <laughs> Boom. There we go. So it's weird, right? Like looking down the scope, I saw that thing go off before I heard it, obviously, right? And then here's like all the different, uh, they had a drone up in the sky. You know, there was stuff raining down all over the place. Uh, yeah. I remember watching, they had a lot of cameras out there. Yeah, that, tr that, um, that, that truck was wrecked. I think it was, I think it was a Toyota. Hold on, let me see. I could probably skip forward here a little bit. I mean, this truck was just wrecked after this thing, if you uh, take a look at it here. Looks like uh, it drove over an IED or something like that. So That is a Chevrolet. It's a, is it a Chevy? I, 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 I'm I not got a sure. Quick, Go ahead. I thought I, saw, I thought I saw a step-side Chevy, but maybe oh, you I'm did? wrong. Okay. I, I yeah. thought... I. I remember, I remember when that video came out. I thought it was a Toyota, but I could be wrong too. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, uh, wrong. yeah. somewhere in my mind, because I think I have a hubcap or something from this. 
Ah. From this thing. Someone's ID was in there. It's a lot of craziness. Yeah, that was crazy. That was fun. Yeah. Disturbing the peace in uh, in Fort Scott, Kansas. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I know they called up the sheriffs and everything, but, man, I, I remember, uh, like I said, I remember a bunch of friends from Facebook talking about a big boom that day. And then they're like, oh, yeah, it's just Fort Scott munitions. <laughs> yeah, they told me it was no big deal. They were like, oh, we do this all the time. And I think they called the sheriff's department, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, they let the sheriff's yeah. department know. Yeah, kids were in school. There was all kinds of. You know, stuff going on when that when when that thing happened. Because I remember going out to a diner with them, and everyone coming in there was like, "What's up with you guys? What are you blowing up?" <laughs> you know. So, uh, DCG forty four says it was a Toyota T one hundred. Oh, okay, that's why. Kind of Sounds looks right. Like a yeah. yeah, that's real. That's got to be real old school. Probably belonged to one of those guys. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Gerth Brooks says uh, them boys are having the time of their lives. Yeah, man. You know, I guess uh, in in uh, in Kansas, you know, what else can you do? You know, <laughs> shoot guns, oh. blow stuff up, make babies. <laughs> what, what else, like, what else is there? <laughs> uh. <laughs> what's uh, What's that area famous for? Fort Scott. Well, yeah. I mean, the big thing, I guess, is the the fort. Obviously. Before, yeah, yeah. So people think, go there for. Yeah, I went to visit that. It was a little tiny thing. I mean, what? apparently, yeah. apparently, it's supposed to be a big deal in eight, you know, eighteen forty. Back but, in the days, yeah, it was pretty small. You know, we all couldn't get well, in there to save ourselves from the coronavirus zombie apocalypse. Yeah. I think they were more worried about in- engines back then. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's named after it's named after Winfield Scott, who. Uh, I think he was a general in the uh, Mexican-American War. Okay. So he, uh, I mean, one of the grade schools there is the Winfield Scott Grade School. It's named after him, so I'm pretty sure it's named after Winfield Scott, mm-hmm. the fort in the town is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it was a cool town, man. I, I actually enjoyed hanging out there. I'm going to go back up there. Um, they inv- they uh, invited me to a car show there that I couldn't make, but I don't know. Whenever we get back into, man, there's just... This shutdown, I've had enough of it, man. We need after to get the back election, to my friend. You're yeah. not listening after the election. Yeah. yeah. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> Kansas has a uh, Kansas has a Democrat governor right now, so she's she's always uh, you know quick to pull the trigger on shutting everything down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, I know there's lots of stuff. Uh, Walter goes to uh, Knob Creek a lot. That's been shut down. You know, I'm sure that's one of the places. We were supposed to be talking about the do's and don'ts of the Millsurp stuff. So go to, don't, it's going to, go ahead, go ahead, Walt. My main thing, people fall, and this is any gun, or a car, or girls, as a matter of fact, too. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't get, you know how you see something, you, I gotta have it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I gotta have it. Oh, I gotta have it. And you, you get blinders come on. Oop. Yeah, <laughs> and you don't you don't see the scratches, you don't see the price tag, you don't see anything, and then you got sometimes you got to back off, and or you got to bring somebody along that doesn't care, and go really you want that piece of junk? She's a real bitch, you know what are you doing? Or you know, or whatever, you know what I'm trying to say. Somebody can yeah. talk sense to you, mm-hmm. you know that looks looks beyond um, that infatuation. Yeah, you're saying don't fall in love with it in the buying process, right? Yeah, because you can, as soon as you get it, like. You buy a car and you get it home and then you crawl underneath and look at it and you go, oh my God, what'd they do? Mm-hmm. You know, same thing. You can get a gun. 
pull the stock off it, and underneath the stock, it's all all pitted. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, something, you know, just, something kind of related to what he said too is buy the firearm, not the story. Right, right. Oh yeah, yeah. This was at Fort. This was at Fort Scott. It really was. <laughs> it was at Fort Scott. You know, or I always joke. I always people. You know, I always use this thing. Oh, that was a that was a little bighorn. And people go, mm. no, it wasn't. I go, yeah, you're right, it wasn't. But you know, come on, <laughs> it's a little bighorn. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, well, I, I mean, the too. history and stuff like that is what a lot of the uh, Millsup guys fall in love with, right? Right or wrong? Yeah, but but a lot of times to try to sell it, you know, you know, you get a, you know, you don't know whether it's true or not. I mean, the only history that you can make sure of is if it's documented. Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, uh, you know, like you know, this was, you know, this Mauser was carried by Rommel or something like that you know I mean I mean you, know, you get some weird story or whatever you know, they try to jack the price up on it but yeah but I mean now there are guns that I know that you can tell you stories um, that I bought just because they just kind of the weirdness of them like my Israeli Mauser um, I, I bought this Israeli Mauser it started out life as a Gewehr 98 World War One. Chop, you know, you can tell it's chopped down into a K98 sometime during World War II, but you know it has the wafer brick Mauser markings on it. Doesn't have the code on it. 1918, and then um, of course you know it ended up in Israel somehow because this gun has both uh, wafer ops and uh, Star of David's on it, which that's kind of a weird thing in itself. And it has the big 762 when they converted it to a 762 by 51. And the thing about these Mausers is. Uh, that the Mausers that Israel received after they became a state mostly came from like Czechoslovakia and South America. Whereas if they got German ones, those are ones that are probably smuggled there by the Haganah before they became a state. So, yeah, I, I mean, if you do your research, I mean, I bought it just because it's Israeli Mauser. It had the Star of David and the, uh, had Stars of David and Waifen Ops on it, which I thought was just, you know, weird. But you know, I did some do some more research, and yeah, this rifle can exist, and you know, there's a pretty cool story behind it. And really, the only other one that I have uh, that's really strange like that, I have a Chinese Arasaka that was made, yeah. you know, is made made in China by a Chinese warlord. Um, it's a type uh, type 38. I guess uh, they went to a new version of the type 38, like right after World War One. So, so Japan. Uh, this warlord bought a bunch of the machinery and they actually made some of these uh, Chinese Arasakas because when I picked it up and I looked at the yeah, I looked at because you know the first thing you look for in an Arasaka is the mum for the mum well it didn't look like anything was scrubbed and um, what, it, uh, what is that the mum is the chrysanthemum yes a chrysanthemum mm-hmm. um, oh okay on the receiver and it basically meant that this was the emperor's property well um Usually, the, so that's like a branding mark. Is that engraved or something? In it's like the mark of the is just the mark of the emperor. The emperor. Okay. So what happened? Like after the war, um, one of the things MacArthur, because one of the reasons that we kind of made nice with Japan is MacArthur actually kind of showed the emperor respect and let them keep the emperor. Well, when they were uh, when they were going through these rifles, they if you have it totally scrubbed off, you know, because it to for the Americans to take it home, they'd have to totally scrub it off. So in general, if you've seen a chrysanthemum on there, it's probably picked up off the battlefield. If it's just kind of scratched off, 
that was kind of something that might have been surrendered by a uh, Japanese soldier, you know, where it wasn't totally ground off. Mm-hmm. So anyway, going back to my Chinese Arasaka, you know, I could tell that there was nothing ground off, and it looked like Chinese lettering. And so I started. I'm like, oh, this, you know, I'm at the store, so I'm just doing some quick research on this, and I'm, and um, I get on there and uh, like seeing Arsenal before they ever became a uh, you know YouTube channel, they they were a website, and they actually wrote an article on on these Chinese uh, Arasakas. And I mean, the pictures they had, you know, the writing looked exactly like the Chinese writing that was on the uh, receiver of this. So, you know, I did a little more research and, you know, that's just kind of a pretty cool little oddball that can tell a story. So, mm-hmm. I mean, okay. you can find stories that way, but when you're buying, sorry, I got off way off on a tangent there, mm-hmm. but when you're buying and somebody gives you a, uh, you know, kind of a BS story that, you know, this gun was here, or, you know, this person owned this gun, unless you have documentation, yeah. you know, Elvis, fire, who, are, who are guns attributed to that it gets, uh, like, valuable? Like, uh, let's say Elvis or something. This is an Elvis well, gun. Well, Elvis. if you ever – I always get these things for the Rock Island uh, mm-hmm. Rock Island auctions. Mm-hmm. And, like, of course, these are documented, you know, like the these engraved uh, uh, Lugers and Walthers, you know, that were, like, owned by, like, Herman Goering or uh, – um, you know, like basically Nazi party officials or, um, you know, there's others that, uh, I think I've seen last time there's, they had rifles owned by Theodore Roosevelt, they had Theodore Roosevelt's collection, but these mm-hmm. were all documented. Yeah. Yeah. They so, have I mean, some way like of showing. Own famous. Yeah. Yeah. They can, they, they've got papers or something establishing a paper trail or authenticity of those. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let so. me, let me throw a, let me throw a curve. Now you're, you your your Chinese Arasaka has no import marks, right? No import marks. Okay, so let me right. let me tell you how. It, let me just throw a, a theory out. You might have already thought of this theory how it got here. It probably came back from somebody from Korea. That's a very because good the Chinese the Chinese supplied the Koreans with a lot of Japanese captured weapons that were rechambered for say like seven six two thirty nine. Um, they did Bren guns. They did bolt action rifles in 7.62 by 39. Um, plus, the Chinese had tons of captured uh, Japanese ammunition too. So that's a very good way that it, the way it could have made it back to the states is some GI brought it back in his in his box. Well, I have um, heard of the ones that were uh, cha- rechambered 7.62 by 39. I think even uh, there might even been some produced in China after the war that were in 7.62 39. But this is a Type 38, so this is actually 6.5 millimeter right, Japanese. Right. So this was, and and that's that's what these were built. So I'm not sure how it got here, but well, that's a that's a pretty good way it could have gotten. Somebody could yeah. have brought it back from Korea when it was over in Korea. I a couple of Knob Creeks ago, I picked up an empty artillery shell because I kind of collect that stuff too. And the person I bought it from wasn't paying attention what he had. So when I flip it over and I look at it, I see Chinese writing on the bottom of it. But it's actually the, the artillery round was a Japanese gun. Once again, the Chinese were using captured Japanese um, artillery and making their own ammunition for it. And then when I show it to somebody, he goes, oh, you're right. It does have China Chinese on the bottom. It's like, oh, you got to look close. Hmm. You know, and it's like. Does I, any of that much? add value? Does any of this stuff add value to it? Or sure. this is just like a cool story? Or? I mean. Uh, yeah. You know, you can have a regular old K98 Mauser. Okay, they're nice. They're cool. Mm-hmm. If it was imported recently, it's got import stamps on it. Eh, you know, that's mm-hmm. cool. But mm-hmm. the but the real good ones are the ones that somebody brought back. Um, 
that have no stamps, no marks. Yeah. It's not beat up. I mean, I it's, see, um, so Appalachian Gunrunner is saying most of the time um, I tell them if it doesn't have papers, it isn't a bring back, just a rule of thumb. And then he goes on to say, I mean, technically I know that's wrong, but a lot of guys want to tack on a huge price with well, uh, no really proof. Well, okay, some, if, if, some, if it doesn't have import marks, it means it came into the country long time ago, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. before the uh, uh, before '68, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, it's possible, but hey. well, no, no import marks and a duffel bag cut are a really good indicator that it was brought back. Um, yeah. Now, I know a duffel bag cut can be faked pretty easy, but um, not too many people are gonna, you know intentionally chop up a stock but yeah. i don't gonna, even know I, what a duffel bag cut would be what what is that basically, basically like to fit it in their duffel bag you know they'd take it apart but the stock oh. would be too long so they would they would just cut it off and like i i have a rifle where they actually kind of glued it back together but uh but i have a couple rifles with these duffel bag cuts on there i mean so Walter Walter's eating a cookie for anyone who wants to get aggravated yeah, by cookie. that. Mm. Yeah, now is the time to express all your aggravations. Is that oatmeal? Chocolate yes. chip? Oatmeal, oatmeal. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, my apologies, Mike. Go ahead. Sorry, we cut you off there. Oh, no. I was. I think I was pretty much done because... Yeah. <laughs> but um, what I had, speaking of battle damage, you were talking about battle damage before. And before we got off on another subject, I, I, I used to have two Japanese Nambu pistols. One of those pistols had a bullet hole through the holster. And the story, the person I got it from said it came from Okinawa. Um, I, like a fool, traded it off to get some money to buy something else that I, ne that I still have and I never use. Um, and then I think I have a rifle stock somewhere around here that has a, I can't forget, it's a Japanese one that also has a bullet hole in the in the stock so that stuff is cool because that was yeah. real that's the real mccoy that's that was picked up off the battlefield it's got a you know bullet okay. hole in the stock yeah. i mean you know if someone really wanted to they could i guess still just shoot it with something give it a bullet okay. hole but sure you i mean could. how can you yeah, how could you tell i'm just i'm just asking like how do you look at that and go okay this is this is something I mean, made you, up or people fake people mm -hmm. fake collectible guns by putting waffen stamps on them and all this stuff and, mm -hmm. and distressing the stock but yeah. you gotta that once again you gotta know what you're looking at when you buy one of these guns if you're so jaded that oh i gotta have this thing you're gonna you're gonna buy a fake i guarantee you're gonna buy a fake eventually mm -hmm. or you know if it's so mm -hmm. so that's like it's just, it's the same thing with metals like nazi metals and all this stuff there's so much fake junk out there um, and unless you know what you're really looking at, mm -hmm. you can get taken to the cleaner. So yeah, and they've been faking things for a long time, so patina oh, yeah. doesn't tell you anything. <laughs> no, no, hell, over in Eastern Europe and in China and all these places, they know how to they know how to patina stuff. Trust me. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah, there's I mean, there's a lot of stamps that people just you know stick fake waving offs and fake oh. you know proof markings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see here. Okay, so uh, wait, one thing I want to hit, hit um, the folks who are in the Florida, who are in Florida and Orlando area, I am doing the uh, Libertarian Party convention at the Orange County Convention Center. That's Saturday, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. in room W204. And um, if you guys want to come there and see that, you do have to get a pass 
for the Libertarian Party convention. It's like fifty nine bucks, and then you could then you'll be able to get into that panel. So I just wanted to let people know. Um, I think before we said there wasn't a thing for that, and then I found out that there was. So I'm just sharing that info. What's this? Was was this supposed to happen before, and did they just nominate because of the COVID nominate nominate uh, Joe online, or was this always scheduled for now? No, I think it was scheduled somewhere else before at a different time, and then that wherever that place was, which I can't remember right now, they canceled that, and then the party moved it to Orlando. So that's where it's yeah. happening. Uh, we're in we're in Thursday, so so far as I know, that's not canceled. So. Um, you know, so if anyone wants to find out more info on that, it's the Orange County Convention Center um, and uh, it's Libertarian Party Convention uh, slash GOA. So I'm doing this with the GOA. It's a 2A panel. Um, there, I think the, the, the subject is, is the 2A for everyone? Is the Second Amendment for everyone? That's, uh, that's the subject. Uh, the easy answer to that is hell yes. Yes. Yeah, should be. Um, <laughs> shout well, out to Carolina EDC reviews, by the way. <laughs> yes, it is, and yes, it's and not necessarily everyone's. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. That, that we can get. Uh, That's kind of like some people. Sh- some people shouldn't be driving a car. That's the same thought process. So, um, um, listen. I think the Second Amendment isn't just for even Americans. It should be for everyone over the whole entire planet. Everyone has the right to defend themselves. Right, <laughs> and everybody does not have the right to drive. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, you but, know what I mean. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 the handling part. It's the, it's you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you, you have you, the right to defend yourself. You have the right you to defend yourself and defend yourself against a tyrannical government. So, mm-hmm. once again, I'm not against that people being able to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. But once again, some people. It's like everybody shouldn't have a 50 caliber rifle, and mm-hmm. I have experience with that because a lot of people don't. Right, right. Everyone shouldn't uh, have babies. Uh, Everyone shouldn't uh, get married. Right, Everyone right, shouldn't right, right. Uh, so, do this or that. Sh- yeah, but that's but uh, but I but but technically, the Second Amendment is for everyone. Should be for everyone. The biggest problem we have is that, uh, in my opinion, I think that neither one of the parties, not the, not the Republican Party, Democratic Party, or even the Libertarian Party for that matter, really believe that, and that's why we have all these limitations. That exist out there, a lot of them coming from Republicans, not just Democrats. I, th- I think that I think the Republicans in general are more dangerous to the Second Amendment than Democrats. In, in because, a lot of uh, cases, because they're willing to compromise and get people on board, whereas you know, when a Democrat brings out something crazy and you know, throws it out there, you know, a lot of times a Republican will try to fight that, but a lot of times a yeah. Republican won't try to fight another Republican. Yeah. I think the Republicans are always trying to look uh, traditional. Nice. Yeah. They're, yes, nice, nice. Or like, hey, you know, we've got to give a little something. It's a weird thing. No, we like, we got to give them something. They always have no, that stupid kind of thing. The, the whole shall not infringe part means, hey, this is not up for debate. This is not a political thing. Don't mess with this. Right. That's yeah. that's my opinion of, of, of what's in the in the Second Amendment. But politicians, obviously, um, are always looking for things to debate stuff and tag on laws and all that. And then one of the weird things is, to be honest with you, I think um, even it, it, amongst libertarians and we've spoken to some libertarians here on the show. We've had a, a few on. I think we had Larry Sharp and then we had uh, who was it? Um, oh, my gosh. I'm trying to remember the name of the. Huh? Oh, Adam Adam Kokesh was also on. I'll be honest with you. 
uh, when I look at libertarians, I think that they're just giving us lip service, just like a lot of, just like Republicans uh, and, and, and Democrats, when they say they believe in the Second Amendment. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying that about Adam Kokesh. I think Adam Kokesh was, uh, he seems to me, and I've been keeping my eyes on him, he seems to be like a gun guy, you know. Uh, he lost he lost his gun rights standing up for his gun rights you know you can debate how that whole thing went down but from what I see of him like where he moved to and what he does looking at his social media things I believe he's into guns I think Larry Sharp was cool but I'm sorry when I actually talked to him about gun stuff he kind of like no he said so he said he believes in the second amendment okay good and I was like and he's in New York City right so I said so did the butt come out but well, I no. He said he believes in the Second Amendment. I said, okay, cool. What guns do you own? He's like, well, I live in New York City. I can't have guns. That's not actually true. I mean, one of my, my one of my brothers lives in New York City, is a Democrat, voted for Hillary and all that kind of stuff, and he has guns. So what that kind of I don't know. That kind of said to me like, yeah. I don't know if you're really you're you probably do believe in the Second Amendment, but it's not necessarily think, something I you're into. Sharp. From what I've seen, I think Larry Sharp's a stand-up guy, just because yeah. I know a lot of a lot of the people who uh, supported Austin Peterson in Missouri mm-hmm. uh, when he dropped out in 2018, uh, they went and supported mm-hmm. Larry Sharp. So I mm-hmm. and everything I've seen from Larry Sharp, I think he's a stand-up guy. I mean, you don't necessarily. I know plenty of. I actually know people who uh, don't own a firearm, but they are very strong. You know, two A. You know, so I mean. Well, I mean, so I'm no, not trying to say he's not. I'm not trying to say he's not a stand-up guy. I'm just trying to say to you that I don't know. look. We we could take this from him to we can move it over to Trump. The NRA told us that Trump was the most gun guy of all the gun guys that were was running for president. We got to elect him. He's a gun guy. He's got one pistol, <laughs> and Trump was in New York City. He had he had a pistol. This is a gun guy now. I don't really, I don't really believe that. I believe that his son is a gun guy, right? I believe Junior is a gun guy. Trump's the president right now. Um, I'm not going to say that he's all the way down with guns. I mean, there's we've we've all seen different things come out, and that doesn't mean that I I voted for Trump, right? That doesn't mean that I won't vote for him again. What I'm trying to say is, I think, I think for me, if you you know, this is a weird thing. Like, what you just said is true. A person doesn't have to own guns and all that to believe in the Second Amendment. But you know what? If you have some understanding, knowledge, and you've actually used these things, I think that uh, that goes a long way in my book, that when those issues what? come up, you don't you don't negotiate them away so much. Well, I, I, Trump, I think Trump's worse than the Democrats. And to me, a lamb duck Trump almost scares me more than a Democrat because— his main, I think the two people he listens to the most is his leftist daughter Ivanka and her husband Jared Kushner, right. and they're very leftist. I mean, before the impeachment happened, uh, there was talk that she was uh, secretly talking to Joe Manchin of uh, West Virginia about reviving Manchin Toomey. So that that scares like when Trump's not beholden to have to try to get reelected, not mm-hmm. beholden to his base. Mm-hmm. That scares the hell out of me whereas you know a democrat like i almost think it'd be better to get beto in there because at least the weird crap that he pops off with gets uh 
Yeah, yeah that that actually but, galvanized but, but the pro gun people. So here's the thing I'm trying to say though. If so, if let let's say I, I know we definitely don't agree on Trump. Walter doesn't agree with what I'm, I'm not saying. Doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Walter, you can jump in. It's cool, man. We're talking about guns. Um, you, no, we're not. I'm sure Walter doesn't agree with. We're, we're talk- talking about you're talking you're talking about people now. You're not yeah, talking about we're talking about the politics around it. And the point I'm trying to make to you is this: like I, I like I Larry Sharp came here on the show. I talked to him and everything, right? And then we had Adam Kokesh come here on the show, and I talked to him. I don't know either one of those guys, but I know Kokesh was in the military, used guns. I know he he went to D.C. did something. You know wh- whether you agree with what he did or not. I don't believe he should have lost his rights to firearms ownership. And when I look at him, I think this guy is still into guns, right? He's still around guns, still shooting guns and things like that. So if you said to me, okay, we wave a magic wand and a libertarian is going to become president and, and I could choose which one I think would actually, when, when all the things come up that these other guys negotiate things away, which one of these guys would actually like stand up for the Second Amendment? I'm probably gonna say Kokesh. Now, does that mean that you know Kokesh told us the first thing he's gonna do is dismantle the government, you know, and dismantle like uh, the presidency and all that kind of stuff? So if you said to me, okay, which one of these guys is gonna be more practical as the president? Maybe I would say Larry Sharp. But I just have to say to you that I think that people who don't own guns never have owned guns, don't go shooting, and all this kind of stuff, I don't know that they're going to see that as a thing that they're going to stand up for. I feel like they're probably, I would say this, I would say this, Trump probably has more of a likelihood of standing up for that than someone like Larry Sharp, okay? Why? Even though Trump has done bad things, I get it. He's done bad things towards the Second Amendment. To me, he has more of a likelihood than standing up than a guy who, who, doesn't own it. And when I asked him about it, said, oh, well, because I'm in New York City. Well, it's, it's just not true. I know for a fact that you could be in New York City and still have guns and you could be there and you could still go out and shoot guns and do things like that and um, have a conversation about it. And I just didn't, you know, I'm just telling you, it's just my feeling is like a gun guy. That was that was how I felt about that. And he, he came on the show. He's a friend of uh, Flying Rich and all that kind of stuff. But that's just my feeling, man. Got to go with the feels. I don't know. He, I, don't know I, I was actually kind of hoping that if uh, Amos, you know, I was, well, I was hoping Amos would run, but you mm-hmm. know, if he if he didn't, I was kind of hoping it'd be Larry Sharp. But um, I don't know. I I I haven't spoke to the guy. You mm-hmm. have, mm-hmm. but from everything I've read and seen, you know, and the people I know that back him, who are gun people. Yeah. Um, but do you feel that if do you feel that someone who who doesn't own them you know, do you feel like that person is real? And, and I believe that I believe that Sharp was he in the military? I believe so, right? Wasn't he a Marine or something like that? But do you really think that someone who doesn't own those things, when it comes down to it, like this is ultimately politics, right? When we're looking at Trump, if we talk about Trump, it came down to politics of some sort, right? And one of the things that we know, even though I think Trump really messed up with the bump stock thing. The NRA was able to have some kind of influence over him. And his son, who is genuinely a gun guy, has some kind of influence over him. I worry about anyone else in any party, including like libertarians, if that's just like 
they're like, hey, maybe we can get the gun guys to come over here with us, but we know what we're really going to fight for is so that everyone can have weed. I'm for that, too. I don't think that drugs should be illegal, but maybe it's just like a political move. But when they really get in there, they're like, hey, this is a bargaining chip. We'll give it away to you guys if we get something. I do, because Joe Jorgensen came out of, for me anyway, nowhere to get the nomination. And, I mean, you know, she's saying the right things, you know, get rid of the NFA, you know, get rid of the NFA, you know, the ATF and all that. But when it looked like she was getting the nomination, I started looking her up a little bit. and I didn't see anything about uh, her stances on guns, which Mm -hmm. and then she kind of had to be coaxed to say that. So, I mean, that's I I do get what you're saying there. I mean, because like, you know, go back to Trump in 2016, you know, how, you know, him and the NRA. But there were still cracks that you could see, like in one of the debates, there was a with him and Hillary, there was talk about no fly, no buy. And Trump flat out told Hillary Clinton that I'm in agreement with you with that. And that's that's when he lost my vote. I, you know, I protested. What was refresh my memory on the no fly, no buy thing? Like if you're on a terrorist watch list, you're on the no. If you if you can't fly on a plane because you're on a watch list. You can't buy a gun, and right, okay. like so many people, so many people have not been able to fly because they were falsely yeah, on that, that list. That thing has got lots of politics around it. I mean, there's lots of this. Po- you know what? Here, I'm going to shock you guys right now with what I'm going to say. I, we're still on guns, people. Technically, still on guns, but guess what? I don't even care. Um, <laughs> lots of things have to do with politics. I'll give you a big example right here. One of the things in the news, and I don't know if you guys saw this or not. I could pull it up. I don't know if we need to. But in New York City, they they stenciled a big Black Lives Matter in front of uh, Trump Towers, right? In New York City. That's politics. That's about politics. And what they're, and I'm not, I'm, I do not support that at all, and I'll tell you why. What we're establishing is if a, if, a, if a president is from a state or a city and we don't like him, we can now go do things like that. So in the future, if there's some president we don't like, we could go stencil things in front of stuff that has to do with them uh, if we want to. That's politics. You won't get away with it. Yeah. You won't get away with it because, well, I wouldn't get away with it because I'm not black. Right. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. No. I mean, and we saw we saw <laughs> there was a couple that tried. That's all. It's it's paint over one and they get arrested. Mm-hmm. It's a hate crime, right? Mm-hmm. Well, isn't it a crime to deface the? How do you get a permit to paint crap well, all over the politi- highway? Politics. Uh, uh, pandering. Pandering. Yeah. Pandering. pandering politics. Pandering. Yes. People. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, okay, fair's fair then. I can do the same thing. No, I can't do the same thing. He can't. Mike can't do the same thing. He will get away with it. He'll get arrested. As you get the paint out and start rolling, you'll get arrested. Yeah, so, I think there was there was a couple that got arrested for that, and they're actually getting charged with a hate crime. No, because... I'm talking about the, ori- the original sign, not the paint no. over part of it. Oh, painting the original sign. If I started, yeah. if I started painting, uh, uh, white uh, lives black, matter, white black li- lives, mar- black li- lying Marcus, Marxist. Right. Okay. Or Am maybe if you maybe if you try to paint white lives matter, you'd probably say that's racist. I agree with you on that, Walter. Of course it is. Of yeah. course it is. Yes. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. And and ultimately, I, I've seen people saying that if you try to say all lives matter, that's racist. Oh, that's terrible too. <laughs> yes, that's terrible. So yeah. So but but to get back to this thing though, I just I don't know. I just want to know there needs to be something. I don't want to feel like people are pandering. 
and telling me they believe in something so that I could go over and give them my support and everything, and then and nothing. They're gonna shit on you. They're gonna shit yeah. on you when you get done. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, worry and, about and, that. And the libertarians are gonna do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, it's politics. It's politics. It's always been well, that I mean, way. It's always gonna be that way. I mean, in general, the Republicans, the Republicans uh, pander to the Second Amendment crowd because mm-hmm. they they rely. Yeah, you know, they think that we're gonna vote on them just because they're not Democrats. Yeah. And Democrats did the same thing with basically the black vote because yeah. without ninety percent of the black vote, Democrats lose. They pander to the black vote, but then they usually mm-hmm. screw them over in the long yeah. run. And so I've I mean, seen Republicans have told me, and and this is a completely they don't even have the excuse of them being in New York City, but Republicans have told me that they they believe in the Second Amendment right here. Right. I'm, I'm in the I'm in the I'm in the South. I don't know how much deeper you get in the South than this. And they've told me, no, uh, yeah, I believe in the Second Amendment. I'm like, cool. Where do you like? Where do you go shooting? You know, and they're like, no, I don't have any guns. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't have any uh, guns. I don't do. And then uh, those are the same people that that make those compromises. You know, this thing happens, and all of a sudden, like, listen, we got to give them something. If we don't give them something, they won't stop. Then they give them that thing, and guess what they do? They don't stop. You just let yeah. your foot. You let their yeah. foot in the door, and they kick yeah. it wide open. Right. I need that person that knows and understands that. So I'm not saying like when we go vote, it's all about one thing. To me, a big thing is about one thing because ultimately, if we don't have the Second Amendment in America, then I don't. I don't really think we have anything. I think it's a free for all. At that well, point. I also, I also get mad though that somebody who, you know, are supposedly Second Amendment, but then they. would They'll throw away the Fourth or Sixth Amendment rights away. I'm like, no, let's be for all the Bill of Rights. Yeah. I mean, I think ultimately these are things that they should look at and say these things are outside of politics. These are things that people have the right to, and we're not going to debate it. It's not debatable. This is what it is. Get used to it. Stop bringing it up where, you know, this is is what it's going to be. But I just think that, you know— where where it's like this uh, it's this weird thing. So for me, I always worry about that, man. I, I don't really care like what that party is, whether they're Republicans, Democrats, Independents, or whatever. I want to know that they really believe. How we got into this is the conversation about is the Second Amendment for everyone. You you really have to believe it, otherwise it isn't. You know. <laughs> I just keep. I just think of the old. This, the, the the public health thing from the 70s. Mm-hmm. VD is for everybody, <laughs> not for just a few. If you ever if you ever seen that, Mike, look it up. Oh boy! <laughs> in the early in the 70s, they had public service things on TV that said yeah. about VD being for everybody because it is for everybody. <laughs> right, and right. people thought it was. I thought it was crazy when I brought it up in the podcast. They looked it up. And it goes, it is. It's real. I yeah. Said, yeah, it's real. Can you imagine if you did yeah. that now? Oh my God! What do you yeah. mean it's for everybody? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, armament and axes is trying to warn you that you got to talk loud to get a word in edgewise here. I don't think you have it. You oh, know, you're not having no. any issues, are you? No. Yeah, I don't think no. you're having any issues. No, not at all. Uh, you're not a you're not an old fogey like armament and axes. So, I think you know. I can say I can't hear you. You can get, you oh. can get your. Uh, uh, Armament and Axis, by the way, was asking me uh, why uh, BLM isn't protesting in front of uh, Planned Parenthood. I, I thought I thought it was funny <sighs> that because um, <laughs> that's who they get their money from. <laughs> the <laughs> same people. Think? Yeah, I thought <laughs> it was. <laughs> this it's is going to be people. This is going to be purely politics. So Kanye's running for president. 
He says he's, he took off his MAGA hat, so he's not down with Trump anymore. But he's not down with Biden either. You know, I guess he feels like he's the better thing. And he went after Black Lives Matter, and he, and he was talking about, uh, you know, abortion. And he's like, how, how come Black Lives Matter and these lives don't matter? You know, and, and people got really mad at him and went after him about it. But, you know, you got to ask truth. yourself. Yeah. Well, I've turned down statues. Why aren't they turned down Margaret Sanger statue, the Why founder? Turn- I mean, she's, she was one of the biggest because- racists in history. Right. Let's, well, change, he, let's change all, this, all the Martin Luther King stuff. What yeah. about them? Well, what he was saying is that abortion clinics are evil, and they're placed into these neighborhoods, and who are they mostly taking out? They're taking out lives of color. Now, everyone gets abortions, right? Just like you said, abortions are for everyone, like with VD, right? Everyone's yep, doing yep. that, but disproportionately, people of color are doing that, I, and, and they're I, located just in, in places so that that could happen. Well, I think... Uh, at one, there's a couple years there where there were actually more uh, African American abortions than there were live births in New York City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're they're ta- free. We're talking about. I think a, I looked this up one time. I think it's over 150 thousand, way way over that a year. I mean, more people than have died from um, COVID nineteen in in all of America. You know. There's been more abor- there's, there's more abortions than that every year, but no one thinks that that's any kind of thing to worry about or whatever. If you talk about it, you're evil because ultimately, you know, that this is this is not a thing. It lives outside of logic. And, they, um, and, and, the reason, and then they then they pull the babies out and chop their parts up and sell it. How yeah, even worse. Isn't that, isn't well, that kind reason, of like what Nazi did? Nazi. Yeah. Well, is the reason it? that Margaret Sanger originally started it up was for uh, eugenics. I yeah. mean, she. Wanted to get rid of minorities. Right. That's why lots of people push that. Isn't that why? Um, what's the, his name? The, Bu- the, the Bush family relatives were involved with that too. Yeah, but what's uh, what's his name from Microsoft? Uh, Bill Gates. Oh yeah, he's a he's a he's a yeah another one. Yeah, but you can't. You know, these are things. These are things you can't say. You know. So yeah, listen. Um, I I I'm not saying I'm I'm supporting Kanye. I don't really think he's running. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's, it's it's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, not a joke. It's not a joke. I wondered. I wondered I wondered if uh, he was going to get uh, Granger Smith as his running mate, country singer. So you have the Yee 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 Twenty Twenty ticket. <laughs> um, I <laughs> think <laughs> I think that he's promoting he's promoting an album or something like that that's coming out. So, but he does say that people instead of um, he does say that instead of voting for Biden, that um, especially black people should just do a write-in vote or something like that for him and. You know, it is what it is. I know when I look at stats, they say that a lot of young black people don't definitely not support. I'm not voting for Biden no matter what. I could just tell you guys that yeah. right now. I'm not voting for Biden no matter what. I don't care. <laughs> you, I'll put the dog catcher up. I'll vote the dog catcher before yeah. I vote for Biden. Do what yeah. you want to do. I'll vote yeah. for the dog catcher's dog before I vote for Biden. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. I'm not voting for Biden. That's well, I mean, just he's the bottom line. He's well, him and Hillary are probably two of the absolute worst people because, like, used to, you know, even though Democrats and, you know, liberals were bad on a lot of stuff, at least they mm-hmm. might have actually been good on things like the Fourth Amendment, but mm-hmm. they've become worthless neocons that, on, you know, that too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, Biden, you know, he was the, you know, he's one of the architects of the drug war and he, you know, wrote the 94 crime bill, which disproportionately affected a lot of black people. 
Mm-hmm. So, and and this is where we're going with gun control. Gun control in America, these guys want to put into effect, are going to make everyone criminals, and probably the people who are most likely to wind up in jail over it are people of color. You know, the well, people who who and and uh, and and you know the people. I don't know how to to say it. You know, the people who don't have who won't have the money or people. the wherewithal to defend themselves. Poor people. Yeah, well, that's how you say poor people. <laughs> you know, because think <laughs> about goes, it, right? They, they, they you won't be aware of the too. Yeah, there's more, there's more white, there's more white poor people than there is black poor people. So mm-hmm. it, it, everybody gets affected. It's just a numbers game. Yeah. Well, you know, this bill, I'm not sure if it got signed yet. Missouri uh, Senate Bill 600, which is basically one of these tough on crime bills, and you know, it puts a lot less. Uh, a lot less flexibility in sentencing and paroling and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the bad thing about that is it'll force, you know, overzealous prosecutors will be trying to force people into plea bargains because, like, well, you know, if you, you're found guilty, you, know, you get thrown in jail, you're not coming out for this. So it'll force people into plea bargains, but they'll still lose their constitutional rights. And, you know, a lot of people who get forced into plea bargains are innocent, mm-hmm. you know, especially if they can't afford, you know, afford a good lawyer. Mm-hmm. It's usually that public defender, you know, he's you know, he's not the guy who got A's in law school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and what they will do, what they will do is just tell you, yeah, listen, take the plea, you know. So, um, listen to 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 bring this back to one of the things that kicked this off. I think so. I one of the terrible things about America is the two party system, right? It would be great to have a strong third party that we could maybe get someone into the White House and and do lots of other things. But I don't know if we're going to get that if that third party's biggest thing that they're standing on or the biggest reasons why people are supporting it is if they just want, you know, uh, weed. Right. I get it. I don't think that I think we need a lot less laws in America. And I don't think that any drug should be illegal, to be honest with you. One thing that the Democrats kick the Republicans' asses in or is thinking about the long game. Mm-hmm. Like, this stuff the Democrats are coming out with has been brewing for a generation. You know, they've indoctrinated kids mm-hmm. in schools for a generation. Democrats are, you know, left are really good about thinking about the yeah. long game. Democrats are kicking Republicans' asses on everything. And Republicans, you know, try to think about now. So here's, here's I mean, I don't necessarily want a libertarian to win. What I'd like to see happen is a Republican lose by less of a margin than a Libertarian gets. And maybe that'll force the Republican Party to say, hey, maybe we need to look at more of a liberty direction. We need to maybe go more in a Rand Paul, Justin Amosh, Thomas Massey type direction. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that's going to you know, save the party, I think, in the long run and you know, save the U.S. Otherwise, the Republicans basically become what the Democrats used to be, and, and the Democrats are just far gone. I think Republicans, a lot of them, I'm not going to say all of them because I think we have some good Republicans out there, um, but a lot of them lost their backbone. They, they lost that ability to stand up to people and go, nope, nope, not going to do it. It's not going to happen. Right. Because they don't have any, it's all about the money. Yeah. If, um, you can't afford, if you can't afford to run your campaign, you can't be there, can you? So I'm going to pay your way, but you got to do what we want you to do. Yeah. You know? and, and that's the way it is. Yeah. Ultimately, ultimately, they're politicians, man. And I think that I know this sounds like a conspiracy, but I think everyone's trying to push America towards the new world order type of nonsense. 
you know. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, a lot of these people are they're, they're getting their marching orders from other folks, and you know, and mm-hmm. it, I don't know. I don't know what's going to take. I mean, it's going to take. I don't say the word revolution, but I'm going to take. It's going to take some serious change before the dem before the Republicans uh, change. You know. Yeah. And, I don't know what. Uh, I think they need to modernize. I need to. I think they need to smarten up. <laughs> I think re- uh, Republicans are fuds, not just when it comes to guns. Like they're just on a lot of rights. Yeah, they're just fuds, man. They're just fuds. They don't understand. Like Trump basically became president on his on his own. This is why I give him credit for. I'm just telling yeah. you. I saw it here in Gainesville. The Republican Party did not want Trump to be the uh, Republican uh, candidate elect. Right? They didn't want him to be the guy. They didn't want it. And when he became the guy, they did not support him. The Republican Party. Lots of Republican parties around the country didn't actually support him. Right. And a lot of what we're seeing now, a lot of the infighting, a lot of the disloyalty, things that are leaking. Every president's bad. I don't care who you talk about. The problem is like Obama had real loyal people, man. Up till now, no one's saying anything. Right. And we know craziness uh, was going on. Well, yeah, they're not saying anything because they know shit's going to hit the fan pretty soon. That's why, <laughs> that's why they're not saying anything. Yeah. But he basically did what he did off of a lot of things that he's still doing now, like talking to people directly, etc. And I think more Republicans need to realize that that's the way. That's the way. I don't think he did it just because he had money. I think that definitely helped that he could fund himself and he could push through a lot of things that were happening, for sure, right? That's that's part of the equation here. But he also left his, and he still leaves his communication up to himself. Well, the one thing I can see, I can see that the, uh, the I don't like Trump. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to – I think there's Trump derangement syndrome on both sides where, mm-hmm. you know, people absolutely hate him. You know, he can't do any good. And then there's people that he can't can do, do anything right. wrong. You know, he, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So – but the one thing I I see the appeal of him, whereas, you know, for years you kind of see the Democrats play dirty. And then you'd see, you know, like Pitt Romney would try to take the high road. And I could see the appeal of Romney's somebody who would actually like – yeah. Somebody who would actually jump in there and fight back. Yeah, forget the high road. I like the chaos. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to cut you off. I like the chaos of fighting back against these guys. We cannot be organized against them. I think if this went another way and you had someone else as the president but still a Republican, they would be giving Democrats a lot of what they want because the truth is they want it too. We need this kind of chaos and pushback against them. I I think Trump has given them a lot of what they want. I think a lot of this fight is for show. I mean, personally, I think behind closed doors, they're all friends. And because, I mean, even when you had a Republican Congress, even when you had a Republican Congress, Trump signed a trillion dollar omnibus bill that continued to fund Planned Parenthood, continued to fund uh, uh, PPS and NPR. And this is when you had Republicans yeah. in there. So Trump keeps signing these. And, and that's where you got the fixed Nicks. Mm-hmm. That's where they actually got fixed Nicks gun control. Yeah. So, I mean, he's given them a lot of what they wanted. But I think I think that's I think that's we can blame that on two people. So I believe we can blame that on Trump, but I believe we can also blame that on Republicans. Well, then the other you can't you, can't, you know like things. yes he could veto things, but really and truly, you know I mean I, the, those Republicans have to block those things. That's well, how we're getting a lot of stuff around the country. I'm sorry, but here in Florida, for example, we got stuff because Republicans gave them gun control. Republicans run everything here, and, yeah. and there's no way in hell the Democrats could get anything passed here 
uh, on the state level, Republicans gave it to them. Yeah, well, Republicans. you guys can remember what it's all about the money. <laughs> it's all about well, and, it's all about that Bloomberg money down here in Florida. Trust well, me, those guys true. were all bought. Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing is, true. is, like right before the, the thing that showed me that the impeachment was a show was right before the impeachment. They passed another one point four trillion dollar bill that gave Trump pretty much everything he wanted. So you don't you don't give somebody one point four trillion dollars and then say, oh, I don't want you to be president. You know, that's there's something weird with that. Yeah, I don't know if so. I don't know if I would agree that there's that level of collusion with Trump because I've never seen um, and there's things that I see in Trump that I'm like, okay, this is crazy. But I've never seen this level of people coming down on someone who's president. Okay, it would not have been allowed nope. under Obama. It would nope. not have been allowed nope. under Bush W. Nope. It would not have been allowed before this. So I don't, I can't, like, I see exactly where you're coming from. And I think a lot of that has merit. But I think the part where it's a collusion with Trump, I don't really believe that, man. The things that they're doing, the thing, Trump is from New York City. I grew up in New York City. The place that I, like, so I don't know Trump, but I've met him many times. I, like, I, I knew his mother. You know, um, because before she died, right? I worked in a hospital. She came in there a lot before she passed, so I knew her. The thing is, is that this is a, this is a New York City born and bred. To treat him that way is tantamount to like Hawaii doing that to um, doing that to Obama or Texas doing that to Bush. We've never seen anything like that. And what and what people don't realize is that that's just pushing people back in his direction. When when the people are mad at government and you look at the president as a representation and then they're like just tr- going hardcore at the president, a lot of people go, you know what, screw you guys. This is what you don't want. Okay, I'm going to give that to you because I don't like you guys. You know, so it's not to say that I think that there are some problems there, right? There are some problems there, but the level the, the level of what we see going on here, we've never done that to any president. I've been living here since 1983. I've never seen that. I seem to remember a lot of hatred towards W. Not like this. Yeah, but they, did, they didn't impeach him for bullshit. They not, didn't impeach him for bullshit. That, for, for fake charges through FISA warrants, and, and, and it's... it's, it's it's all a bunch, it's all a big show. Yeah. That didn't happen. I've never <laughs> they, I've they, never seen anything but, I've never seen anything like this. I've just never seen like anything I said, like But like this. I said though, the day before they started the impeachment hearings, they I, I, passed a one point four trillion dollar bill giving him everything he wanted. So that's But in that I but, guarantee you but they all got stuff they wanted. The yeah, everyone well, got yeah, everything they wanted everybody. out of that. Yeah, everybody yeah. gets their, their paycheck. The so people like, lost in that. The people lose in that. That's who yeah, lost yeah. in that. Everyone, all of those guys who are politicians, Trump and everyone down on that pyramid. By the way, the pyramid, we're at the bottom of the pyramid. We're the oh, slaves yeah. who died building the pyramid, right? But all those guys from the top down, <laughs> they got stuff out of it. We know that for a fact. Republicans, Democrats, everyone got something out of that. Just look at who the, the loans and everything went to. You know, and 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 th- and those people's families are sitting in Congress and the, and the Senate and all that. So, I don't know, man. I think this is a this is a real cluster. If they were ever really just trying to break the country, it might be right now. You know, that they're just trying to break every single damn thing and have people give up in everything. Which it's weird because things were actually going in a pretty good direction. Things were not bad before <laughs> before they let this all start. Yeah. Yeah, there's um, not everything. Things weren't perfect for guns, but even a couple of perfect. even a couple of years ago, they were looking good. 
you know, and then they just they, it went crazy here. And for sure, I, I, Trump I, Trump is part of that. Impeachment kind of saved this actually on the because that's when because I forget which shooting it was now, but I mean that's when you had Ivanka talking to Joe Manchin and Trump was ready to give up a whole lot, and even even McConnell was saying if Trump will sign it, we'll put it on his desk. Or so I mean that's impeachment kind of saved us from a. Uh, mm-hmm. Impeachment actually saved us from some gun control, I think. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, may, it may only be a temporary respite, too. Yeah. Uh, and ultimately, we have to decide, decide where the line is because I think these guys want to give us gun control. I think Republicans and Democrats want to give us gun control. I'm worried that any politician just wants to do it. Ultimately, they're like, hey. But I just don't think – I think that's a signal of the end of America. America is going to be like every other place on the face of the planet, and the people will just have to bow down to the government after that. Uh, John Crump gave us two bucks here. He, he says, uh, Matthew and Nikki want a shout out. Shout out to Matthew and Nikki. Take your butts and go to sleep. That's my message. I'm putting that in there. That's not your dad didn't. Uh, <laughs> and it's past nine o'clock. So. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Let me do this. Let me do this. Because I think we got nice and heated, which, uh, you know, I enjoy. I enjoy that. But it's a good conversation. I think, uh, Mike, you know, it was fun talking to you. Um, Let's do this. Let's go around between Mike and Walter. We'll, we'll get them to tell the folks out there how they can reach out to them. We'll start with Mike. What can people do if they want to follow up with you, communicate with you, tell you how awesome and right you are? <laughs> um, well, I have the Millsert Mike channel on YouTube, of course. Uh, Millsert Mike channel on Twitter. Millsert Mike channel on uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram. So, And I, I started up a parlor, but I haven't really gotten into that too much yet okay understood but i mean i you know i'm pretty much on that's social medias i'm on yeah um i know it's tough to have a whole bunch of social medias my tip if i could give you a tip man uh you have a smartphone right and that's what you're posting your social media stuff through yeah yeah i would say use like a note app on your phone and when you when you're posting something write it out in that note you know whatever you're going to post and all that links or whatever it is and then just copy and paste that into all these different social medias and try to be everywhere because I think the social, none of the social medias care about us. Parlor yeah. is perhaps a little bit better, but uh, the, it's still not a major one. And on the major social medias don't care about us. We should try to be on them um, just for securing the real estate of that. In case one place kicks you off, you could tell your fan base, hey, I'm over here. And it always helps you if you have a couple of people over there as well. Ultimately, the folks out there choose which social medias they want to well, follow. Here And here I'm, I might go off on just a little tangent here. Like mm-hmm. people talk about GunStreamer and mm-hmm. like uh, I think it's the Utah Gun. What, what's that other one? Utah Huge Gun Exchange? Tube. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And people – and that's great to have those channels. But one of the reasons that I mainly stay on YouTube is – you go on those other platforms, they're great platforms, but you're preaching to the choir there. Mm-hmm. Whereas I kind of, I, I have gotten political in some of my videos before, but I kind of like the, uh, like the CN Arsenal and Forgotten Weapons. I kind of like their philosophy a little bit, and I'm kind of trying to go back to that being a gateway drug, but I just, I can't keep my mouth shut. It's my problem. Yeah. So... But I, but I like. Kind of I think getting... I say just be you, man. Be you on your channel. If something really yeah. gets under your bonnet like that, and you're like, you know what, I'm gonna go say something about this. Do it, man. I mean, the, you know, you don't have to be about that all day every day. But you know, if 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 it's you, then I think I feel like you should do it. 
You know, and the one thing about all these other places is eventually we're not going to be able to do this. Even these discussions that we're having right now, we're not going to be able to do it here, man. These guys are just waiting for political cover to go after that. So, I mean, that's a that's a whole other thing we can get deep into. Um, let me go to Walter. Let me go to Walter. How can the folks uh, keep up with you, Walter? Tell you how awesome you are. Complain about you eating a cookie. You know. I can, got... I can give them the recipe if they want. Anybody can make <laughs> Those weren't fresh-made cookies. Yes, they were. Oh, okay. They were baked. They were, they were warm when I was eating them, my friend. Oh, they congratulations to you. Congratulations to you. Cookie Gate. Um, <laughs> cookie Gate, yeah. Yeah. How can the uh, people you can support you? Check us out you? on Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube, Safety Hour Farms. You can mm-hmm. check out the go-kart mini bike stuff over on Dirtfoot Racing on, and also on those three, safe, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and um, YouTube. Um, there's stenparse.com and then there's safetyoverfirearms.com. So. Awesome, awesome. And um, like I said before, I want to remind everyone that we're not going to be here tomorrow. No show tomorrow on Friday uh, because, you know, we're, we're doing this thing in Orlando, the uh, the uh, independent party thing. Who knows? They might, they might uh, have a big picture of, of me up in the front door and refuse to let me in. But whatever. <laughs> I'm not really sure they they knew what they were getting into when they asked me to do something. But <laughs> I'm going to go there. I'm going to be there. So if you're showing up there Saturday, I'll be there. If you want to look it up, hit, hit us up. We'll give you more info on that. Um, I really want to thank uh, Millsurp Mike for coming on. It, his channel is on YouTube. It's the Millsurp Mike channel. Please go over there. Support him. Lots of cool stuff going on over there. Hopefully he'll come back. Who knows? You know, Thank you for having me on. Yeah, you're welcome. You know, we'll get you back. What's that, Walter? Support Walter also. Go get some stocks. Stocks are kicking out every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're making we're building and shipping them out as fast as we can. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we've got several things coming up. Let me uh let me play the end through here for everyone. All right, make sure you guys uh, subscribe to the channel here. Ring the bell so you can be notified. Leave your comments. Share these videos. We're going to rip out the audio here and throw it up on iTunes or any place else that you uh, listen to your podcast. You'll be able to find us. So go check that out. Big thanks to Harry's Holsters for sponsoring this podcast. If you use the code Hank Strange, you'll get 10% off at Harry's Holsters. They make uh, Kydex, fine Kydex holsters. I know Harry's out there churning out the holsters. Shout out to him. Um, any who wants the last? You know what? I'm going to give you the last word, Mike. What is what? What do you want to leave us with tonight? Hey, if you're into mill serps, like I said earlier, you get Swiss firearms. Buy mill serps. Read up history. History. Knowing your history is a good way to not repeat past mistakes. Good one. <laughs> good one. Thank you so much. Thanks to all you guys out there. Be safe. Have a great weekend. We are out of here. See ya.